Preparation process, Keith. You were yeah. hustling and swearing and cursing. Yeah, I, I, had it. A, I had camera issues, like I always do, but we figured it out. Welcome to the podcast. I am Keith Pazel. This is my show. And I'm Adam Crocious. Crocious is giving me the thumbs up off to the side. Uh, we came in with a plan this week, guys. Exactly. <clears throat> it's the kickoff of baseball season. America's pastime is back. How do you feel about that, Opening Adam? weekend, or yeah, maybe this kickoff of football. Maybe the opening, what would be the, the first pitch? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I was a massive baseball fan for years, decades, Man. decades, and decades. And the Oakland A's lost in the 2014 playoffs to the Kansas City Royals in a 14-inning game. Was that, that one of the last won. times of, like, was that, like, I'm done for a while? Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like, I can't, I just, <laughs> especially with the A's, who had this incredible ability to be just good enough where they, okay, they have what it takes to maybe win it all, and they cannot get over the hump. They have been eliminated in playoff series at home, like six playoff series in a row. That Royals one was in Kansas City. You had the they Giambi won that, years. Oh, and Tejada with Mulder and Hudson and Zito and a lot of good supporting players. And they would lose game five at home to the Red Sox and the Yankees all the time. They lost one to the Twins. They could not win the five games. Five game series is a tough series. It's not an easy series. And they would always win two games. And the 0-1 season was brutal. 0-1, them losing. That was the... The tag, right? Yes. The Giambi tag or yes. whatever? Well, yeah. With, with, uh, with the, the A's were up 2-0. They had beaten the Yankees twice in Yankee Stadium. Twice in Yankee. Going back to Oakland with the eventual American Cy Young Award winner pitching game three. Pitching a two-hitter and they lose. And they lose one to nothing. When that play happened, the A's were still up in the series two games to nothing. They were down one nothing in the game. It was the seventh inning, and I was like, oh, they're going to lose the series now. And I was absolutely right yeah. from that play. You know? See, I think I was lucky in that sense of like, there wasn't too much playoff baseball in my life. Well, exactly. <laughs> As a Cubs fan, yeah. So I got to like, when they went, like in 98 when they went to the playoffs, I knew they weren't going to do anything like them yeah. beating the Giants in that wild card game. That was your world that was series. the World Series. Yeah, I, yeah. I was smart. Exactly. And then 03 was tough. 03 is a tough because one. 03. They made you believe during the playoffs, like going in, you're just like, OK, they're a better team. Like they even the season like you're like that wasn't expected, but they won the division. Like oh, yeah. 98, they rode 66 of Sammy Sosa's home runs all yeah. the way to the playoffs. Yep. And like Mickey, random fuckers had good years in '98. Mickey Morandini. I remember him. He was in '93. Blouser. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 that has to happen Brent for a Brown. team. Yeah, a, a team has to have like Glenn Allen Hill hit a home run <laughs> under the roof, a fucking across from the fucking thing. Like just everything happened that year. Yeah. Brant Brown hit three home runs against the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. You had Kerry Wood twenty strikeouts against the fucking Spos or yeah. the Astros. The Astros, exactly. It was his rookie year, you know, and and then it was like. The 03 season, though, you're right. That, it, 
I remember there being a palpable buzz in the air, you know, living Well, because in the city. it was when they got picked against the Marlins in the NLCS, they had swept the Marlins in the regular season that year. I think yeah. they were like 7 and 0 against them. Yeah. So everybody well, was like, "Oh, they're going to walk all over them." No, didn't they beat the Braves? They beat, they beat the Braves, but then they got the oh, fucking oh, oh, got Marlins, the Marlins and they and they and they dominated yeah. them. Okay, and okay. see that was the thing when they beat the Braves because everybody was worried about the Giants. The Braves and the Giants were the best teams in the National League. Yeah, I know that because my dad and my uncle got into a almost fist fight over who had a better record, the Giants or the Braves. <laughs> and I think at that point neither of them were right. I think like yeah. a random team had had was still hot. <laughs> Because like, I, I remember my dad coming down hot and I was like, you know, neither of you are right. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, no, because my uncle said someone else. I think my uncle was saying someone. My dad was saying the Braves. And then I remember he came down and I was like, you're both wrong. The Giants have the best record in baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, because with playoff baseball, your experience is, yeah, it was so oh three. Yeah. And then the Giants, uh, the Marlins knocked off the Giants. That was, I think, fucking in 03. That was no, no, no. It was the league championship series because the Cubs had beaten the Braves in 03. And then yeah, played the Marlins. No, but, how, the, but I'm saying how the Marlins got there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Because everybody exactly. thought it was going to be the Braves and the Giants. Yep. Like yeah. those are the National League is going through those two teams. And, and then the, it ended up being the opposite two teams. And it was the kind of famous play where Pudge. Like, I don't know who it was. I don't know. J.T. Snow or something. Try to he run him over. Him from center, yeah. It, it, it was going to run him over. And he, he held. And Pudge got absolutely pile drive. But he held on to the ball. And he held the ball up in the air. And that, that was That Marlins the, team was good, though. They had a lot of good yeah, players. Yeah, that was Jack McKeon. Yep. Jack who, who McKeon's was, old ass. Who, who was the first Oakland A's manager that I remember. Really? He managed the 1978 Oakland A's, who were a whopping 64 and 98. My experience with the Oakland A's... In 77, when I achieved sports consciousness, they averaged, Keith, they averaged uh, 104 losses a season for three straight years. So, Jesus. Could be basically, See, the Cubs didn't do that to me at least. Oh. But, and to That's be, what I try and tell people because everybody thinks the Cubs were like hot, hot garbage. They were, here's what the Cubs would do. They would start out to where you would be like, huh, there's something here maybe. Look at that. They're like... Eight games over 500. Yeah, yeah. And June, dude, June is their bitch. The June swoon always happens to the Cubs. And they would... Oh, not they in 84, would, not in 84. They would, look, they would win three games in the month of June, and then that was it. It yeah. was fucking Season over. over, yep. And then they would... But, like, if you look at those records from the 90s, it was a lot of, like, 75 and 90. Yeah. Like, 76 and 8. Like, it was a lot of 70-win seasons. Like, very rarely was there, like, a 100-loss season. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, 06 they had a hundred loss season. Yes, that. and a couple like ninety nine. I think they got close. I think they lost like ninety five games. Yep, yep. But Sosa hit like fifty <laughs> bajillion. I think he hit more. What in, was Sosa's last year for the Cubs again? Oh three. That was his might last have been year. Four. Might have no, been 04 man. or 05. God, it's been that long since he played? Yeah. Again, for those of you listening, we, we have a Chicago route here. Even, even though we are in Los Angeles, it was the Derek Lee Chicago years. roots. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I can't believe that he actually was gone at that point. Yeah. I thought he was there. No, because I remember in 04, going going to an A's, well, an A's Cubs game. Bat. Yeah, yeah. 04 was in the team. I think he played until like 06 or 07, I think. 06, I sold T-shirts outside of the stadium, which I actually loved doing. I loved selling T-shirts. Look how white he is now, dude. Yeah, how bizarre. Look at that. He looks terrifying. He looks like fucking... Has he like bleached his skin or yes. something? Yeah, I think he's got vitiligo. Jesus he Christ. uses cream. Oh, 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 oh! So he actually has the uh, the ailment. He's got he the vids. Okay, okay. 
That that's supposedly what uh, Michael Jackson had. No, that's that is exactly what he had. Yeah, yep, exactly. So when did he play again? From when to when? When did he? Ninety-two to oh four. With the Cubs? Yeah. Did he play for anyone after 04? Played for the Orioles in 05 and the Rangers in 07. He came back in 07 and played. Yeah, I remember it. Everybody's that, talking now that uh, the Cubs should let him back. That the, they should find it because they've had a bad relationship. He left unceremoniously. They pulled him from a game and he left the stadium. And I literally think there's been no contact. Wow. A total bad Yeah, blood. and what's funny about that is he played his boombox super loud. Uh, everybody hated his boombox because he would play like Dominican fucking. Exactly. And then I guess he hightailed it and left his boombox, and the players went to town on it with their bats and just beat it up. Yeah, he must have not been liked. I guess know? he was not a good teammate. I mean, you, if you carry a franchise for fucking five years, <laughs> you hit seventy-eight thousand home runs. So again, people, this is a baseball-themed podcast because the season started i watched a little bit of the game season started thursday the whole cardboard cutout thing is a very peculiar odd choice to me baseball sometimes gets gets it wrong so here they we make go some weird decisions everything from the all-star game deciding who gets home field advantage in, in, in the world series which is preposterous you know to anyway but go ahead what, what are you so do? in may of 2004 sosa suffered an odd injury i forgot about this while sitting next to his locker, chatting with reporters before a game in San Diego's Petco Park, he sneezed very violently, causing severe back pain. He was diagnosed with back spasms and placed on the disabled list. Later, he fell into one of the worst slumps of his career, only snapping out of it uh, the last week of the season. He was greatly depressed when the officials told him he couldn't play. He finished with 35 homers, far below the numbers for his best years. Uh, in his final 10 years for the Cubs, he clubbed 479 home runs, the most in history over a 10-year span. The final straw for the Cubs was an incident in 2004. Sosa requested to sit out the last game of the season, which was at home against the Atlanta Braves, and he left Wrigley Field early in the game. It was his last time in a Cubs uniform. Wow. Yeah. No, I remember him being traded for, uh, being traded from the White Sox. And for it was George one of those Bell, times. Uh, yeah. They, but when they. When he the Cubs got rid of him, it was just kind of like, okay, we're done with you. Like we all knew, like there's he's past his prime. I feel like Co uh, Chicago sports franchises have a bit of a checkered history sometimes with their stud players. I, I feel like you know Scotty Pippen obviously had a completely strained relationship with Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf. The way that the way that uh, what's his face, the way that Papa Bear Hallis treated a. Uh, Treated a Budkiss. Budkiss had real animosity towards the Bears. Really? For oh, yeah, he, I, I don't think they spoke for several years. You want to know? I think the team died. Well, as you know, Hallis was a notorious tightwad. Again, Didk had the famous quote: "He throws on nickels like manhole covers," which I probably said on this podcast before. And 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 also that the team doctor, his knees were so bad, and I guess they were like kind of misdiagnosed. Oh yeah, he was playing. Like, yeah, you know, and, and like I think there was I, I don't know the full story on that, but I think for several years he didn't talk to the Bears afterwards. He retired, I think, in '73. I think was was Budkus's last year. His best years were him playing on a Wrigley Field. Now, how cool would that would have been to see I the don't Bears think Budkus ever played in Soldier Field. Oh, you know, he played in Soldier Field. Absolutely, he did. Their first year in Soldier Field was 71, I believe. And he played on, the, on that old, shitty fucking, that AstroTurf, which yeah. is the equivalent of playing on concrete. When, I, when I, I was looking at all these highlights of old, I've been watching like 
a lot of old Viking games because being bored and stuff like Viking playoff games from like 87. They played the Saints in 87 when they had their run where they could have won the Super Bowl that year. And, and you look at the AstroTurf. I, I did that. And I also watched. It's literally the, carpet. It is. And, and you, when they show highlight their feet and stuff, there's no give at all. It's just like. Like you see the lines in it. Yeah, and, and it's like. And they would be vacuuming it. I remember I would see. I saw a video of the they would have vacuums out there. Cleaning it up. Yeah, I mean, it was the 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 fake turf technology is superior. I love how they thought superior that was what it was going to be. Like, you we're just going to play on fucking Th- Those fucking are the stadiums carpet. that I recall. Like, playing on grass was an exception in baseball when your, I was a kid. Your guys' garbage. It was an exception. Your guys' garbage fucking stadium ruined Rex Grossman's career. There's literally, there's literally one uh, AstroTurf stadium now. It's, it's 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 a Blue Jays. I that's it. It doesn't have AstroTurf anymore. Oh, it's, got the, it's that it's that fake grass that yeah. like the Patriots have at their stadium. Yep, exactly. And they have a dirt infield now, so really none of them do. God, I, when I grew up, Keith, when we watch these highlights of this week in baseball from 1977, we're gonna pop it on the Reds, the Pirates. The Giants. This is Mount the, 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 the last day in the life of a baseball season. Well, this is 87. Yeah, the Blue Jays choked the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays lost their last eight games of the season that year, and the, and the Tigers. Came, this this season pissed me off. Reggie, that, that that's in Whiteside. That, that that's in, see uh, that's why Chicago. I, My brother was at that game. That's one of the. This is one of the only eras where I've seen Reggie Jackson in an A's uniform, and it doesn't look like the fifties. Well, yeah, exactly, because yeah, he played in '87 his last year. Because they brought him back because they had Conseco and McGuire, and they wanted like a stud old player to kind of tutor them. You know, I saw him play that year in '80s. I saw him hit a just a bomb home run. He still had a, I mean, it was a 20 rows deep in center field in '87 when he was 41 years old. He had a 20 rows deep in center field against the Brewers. I went down there with friends of mine from high school. We watched three games, and the A's lost all of them. Jesus. They lost every single game, and I mean like 14 to two. The Kansas City stuff. Weren't they always focused in one ballpark? Like Ooh. weren't the, like wasn't the show always like no. they would film it in one stadium? That's how it was in the 90s. Like it was because they had a host. Interesting. Because like, Mal in the when my era, Mal Allen was gone. I think he probably died. Uh, you know? So it was like one guy and a and a lady, and they would be like at the stadium, like "Welcome to this week in baseball." And then they That's would outside of Comiskey. And then they would throw to other segments. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. This was like they'd pop around to uh, to different stadiums. Every, every stadium probably had a camera crew, and then they edited it. Look together. at that late 80s. Like there we go. Three pennant races clinch, one still pending. Last day, you're gonna miss me. What's going on? Ball players. That was Alan Trammell. We can pick our own friends after the day. Look at those old giant uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was Will Clark. Jesus Christ, that guy looks like fucking Dan Aykroyd. Oh yeah, there's Eric Davis. Twins. The Twins won the World Those Series as good, an 85 and 76. I hated them. I hated The Garnet. good, bad Twins. I hated that team. God. They're always the good, bad Twins. Like they're, yeah. That's why they, they're, they'll win 147 games in the season, and then they'll get swept by the Yankees. 
Charlie Finley. Yeah, well, yeah, he had sold the team Let's before see what this, this slave owner has to say. Why don't you go out swinging today? So by golly, he says, I just may do that. They're born with big muscles. Did, did, did you know, Finley, Finley was a notorious, he, he, he owned the A's when they were in Kansas City. He was an insurance guy, Ray Knight. He still played. Married to uh, uh, Nancy Lopez. Uh, they, uh, he, you know, they, when they won their three World Series in the 70s, he was their owner. Notorious tightwad. Notorious cheap. I mean, totally cheap owner. Uh, insurance guy from Chicago. That's where he made his money in Chicago. Mike, Mike Mur- Murphy. Oh, he's an equipment manager. I have no memory of him. uniforms and jackets, but this time it's all different because we're going to... Last uh, game of the season. Louis, right, right after the ball game. And yeah, because they, they played the Cardinals well, for the uh, league championship series. Or the... Ernie Harwell. Look at that fucking... He's got a hipster hat on. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that, texting about uh, the, the female hipsters. They like wearing those... When they jill off, they wear that hat. You know? I took this off abroad. You know? Look at those high-waisted pants. Everybody was such dorks back then. Yeah. Why do you think? Look at the way I dress. You know? Man, look at all those people not six feet apart. I know. <laughs> There's red... Yeah, this is them... God... Finley, because Finley lived in northwestern Indiana. He would live in northwest Indiana. He probably was a neighbor of yours. Charlie Finley was. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but but he because uh, he went to the last game. The A's played the White Sox in the last game of the season that year in, in the old Comiskey. Old Comiskey was a great old state. It was such a dump. Dude, the umps looked like professional pie contest contestants. <laughs> That's a hilarious line. Absolutely. Here you go. Get your arms. It's a cherry pie. Now lemon meringue. Come on. Like that scene in, in, in Stand By Me or what it was, you know. They was looked like, like giant. Fat ass. They looked like giant ass. infants that you would like put in suits to laugh at. You see that? That's old Comiskey. Reggie was still pretty I loved good old shape. Comiskey. Old Comiskey was better than Wrigley Field. I, I, I actually would make that argument that I, I actually liked it from a character point of view. I mean, it, it was, smelled like piss. The, the, the upper deck there it smelled like urinal cakes, it, dude. It, if you look at, there's a great book. I remember I saw at a bookstore in Chicago once that I didn't buy. It, it was called the the, the the Chicago Hitmen. The 1977 White Sox had a very good offensive team. Were those is, the Tommy Bahama short socks? The, yes, there was that, and it, they had like uh, Richie Zisk and Oscar Gamble were players in the team. Was it Belton Bill Melton on the team uh, too? He, he he had just retired actually. They but they had a lot of good home run. I mean. Eric Soderholm. Dude, look at that was back then when literally when behind the wall of the stadium, there was nothing. Oh, yeah. Now they yeah. attach so much shit to it like that. That's a, a bygone era the, when yes. it was a green wall and then beyond it was the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the, the marketing and the, you can sell you can tell Kansas City was the Kansas City was actually the first of the true modern stadiums. They designed it's still a nice stadium. Uh, New Comiskey was based on Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, yeah, which was, see, they got it wrong because they did, they should have waited two more years. And based it on the Camden on Yards. On Camden Yards, but they didn't. Right. Oh, look at him just fucking lumbering. hobbling. He's lumbering around. Look at the, oh, that great the, Reggie the is on yeah. his way out. You might as well just rip off that base. Oh, is this Kevin Seitzer? Yeah, the Twins won like 28 games on the road that year and won like 55 at home. It was like they had such a distorted home field advantage. Also, I wonder if because they're, well, 
bums me out. I wonder if because their home stadium was AstroTurf and so many other stadiums were AstroTurf that they just knew how to play differently than everybody. It, it, it was the volume of that stadium. It, people could not hear in that stadium. And also, the, the 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 color of the roof was the same color as the baseball. So guys lost baseballs all the time, like fly balls all the time. I, I saw so many games in the 80s. That was the closest stadium to me. There's a close professional baseball team. I saw the A's play in there like in 84 and in 80s. The story I told last week about good lies. We had a good lie story about me saying my this mom was, was in the car. Right? This was 87. Look at Gordon Lakey, a Blue Jays scout. Yeah. Good at his job, too. They, what is uh, this, 87 by yeah. 93? They had two titles. Oh, well, yeah. uh, the Blue Jays turned the corner in 85 when they won the division in 85 because they came in the same time as the Mariners. Molitor, the, right? No, not not in eighty not in eighty five. They had Tony Fernandez and and, uh, and like their pitcher Dave Steeb. That's George Bell. He was the MVP that year in, in the American League National League MVP in eighty seven. Who was the National League ADP MVP? Do you know Keith? You should know. In eighty seven, the National Hawk. League. Yes, there you go. Oh, you know, oh, Tim Wallach. I tell you what. Look, look at that AstroTurf from Montreal. You want me to go back? Yeah, right go now. back to that one if you yeah, can. Arthur Schultz. Yeah, this is Love the, a Blue good Jays, blue uniform. the Blue Jays were like five games ahead with seven games left in the season and fucking lost. The Hawk was back in Montreal. Is that Pasquale Perez pitching? Look at that yeah. shit. That's like green concrete. Yeah. You know, I was an Expos fan back then. They always had a good... The Blue Jays kind of modeled, I think, their minor league system after the Expos. They went to the Dominican Republic uh, before a lot of other teams went. So they had a lot of Latin players from the Caribbean, a lot of Caribbean players. Damaso Garcia was an old Blue Jay. Duffy Jennings. But obviously, George Bell, I think. I think George Bell is... See what Duffy sounds like. He might like. be from the DR. I don't, I don't know. The World I don't know. Here. I should know that. I don't know. Uh, needs a name tag and a place to sit and a place to stay and something to eat. Normally this time of year we'd be sitting here. Every this is like the time. Of, this is when so late in the season there's no storyline. So every employee gets to just describe what their job is. <laughs> this is what I did at the I, ballpark. You know, I touch the hats with my hand that I just wipe my ass with. You know, when I, the, look at that old computer. There yeah, we go. And there's a game's It's a font. Do, 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 do. You couldn't change it. Run, I remember spell check. Look first at that San Francisco run, Stadium. Candlestick. Look at the stick. I'm the director of public relations for the Giants. <laughs> what if that'd be hilarious if it was just? I just show me your stick. No, but I'm sorry. <laughs> There's sports has the has the gayest innuendo. Goodwood. Yeah, baseball. Ti- like <laughs> just tight end. <laughs> Even in football, oh, he really slipped through the slot on that one. G- G- Greg, Greg, I've never heard that expression once. Greg Cattery, Greg Cattery was a bum. He was part of the uh, trade for Ricky Henderson in '89 when they traded Eric Plunk, Luis Polonia, and Greg Cattery were traded to the Yankees for Ricky Henderson. And, and this is yeah, this is Ryan still pitching, still pitching and pitching well. Dude, I just watched a Nolan Ryan opening day pitch from '07. He, no, he didn't play no seven. He ain't got, no. You're goddamn right he didn't. He threw an opening day pitch, like a ceremonial first pitch. How did he look? Oh, it was bad. Really? He just It might have even been from a few years ago. He ain't got it anymore. He, he, he missed the catcher. Because he, I mean, you have to understand. I mean, he was he was the last remaining 69 net. He played he played until uh, Matt. 
He played until 93, dude. Dude, you know what we'll have to the pull up? The first 23 four years of my life, he was a professional pitcher. You know what we'll have to pull up on this episode? There's an episode, or uh, there's a commercial with Nolan Ryan, and he's like in his 60s, and he's hurling fucking baseballs. It's either a... Advil? Heart? Advil. Con- yeah. And then you find he's someone's catching him, and then at the end of the commercial, they take the mask off, and it's his fucking wife catching his heat, dude. <laughs> That's a, what, a, what a bizarre idea. You know something? Get your wife involved. That'll be kind of fun. What if she did oh, catch him, will get out there. Who the fuck is this? Uh, he's left hand. That's Frank Tanana, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> the Tigers had a good little run. Daryl Evans was still there. You got to love a team that just is consistent with those uniforms. Those Padre uniforms are fucking phenomenal. Look at young Tony Gwynn, yeah, dude. Yeah, Gwynn, exactly. He's, he's got like a Jerry. Just a he looks like Michael fresh, Cage. Fresh wad of tobacco in his mouth. Not, yeah, just not waiting seeing for the, cancer. the foreshadow. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, Kirby Puckett pre-beating pre any woman he's ever been with. You, do you know how much Kirby Puckett, I guess Kirby Puckett, when he died... Fell from grace hard, dude. Uh, One of the biggest pieces of shit that ever fucking lived. I, I guess he weighed close to 400 pounds. Hell yeah, he dude. Died. And he was blind, wasn't he? Didn't yeah, that, he isn't that why he had to retire? He because he went blind in one eye. He, I mean, he was a he was going to have 3,000 hits and all how that long, sort of but, stuff. See, when I was a kid, I thought it was like a career cut short, but he... Had, oh, he, his career was cut. He only had 2,300 hits. 2,300 hits. He but I'm, from, that's what I'm saying, though. It's not like he had only been playing for four years. Oh, no, no. He, like, I mean, he was a veteran. He's still in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, he was destined to have 3,000 hits, and, and it just didn't happen. Look at that guy. Catching a... Fo- God. When I got my first baseball, when I got my first baseball... It was lit. Cardinals had three million fans that year. Attendance started to get better in the eighties. The 80s. Cubs do that all the time. You know the Cubs. That's why people hate the Cubs. Jack Clark. He's a notorious asshole. I remember notorious as a notorious asshole as a young Cub fan. That was always the slight on me of like, your team sucks and you guys still go to the games. What? Because like, you want to know why? Because okay. the stadium's fun. Actually, kind of cool. Also, why? Why is that a slight? Like, yeah, why is cheering for your team when they're bad? Like, oh, well, yeah. you fucking, you're, you, you, do you not think I know? I, I know. <laughs> well, that's also, those Cardinal fans, there's, there, there's a certain righteousness in them also. Uh, a bit on the racist side, I believe. You know? Oh, it's like fucking it's, like a church down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I guess one of the cool things they do there Big now Christian is, group, those Cardinal fans. Oh, I'm sure. I, I guess one of the things they do now, too, <laughs> is, uh. Is they uh they um they stand for the anthem. You, you you can like sit down you can sit down and and bring a picnic basket into the outfield there and actually just bring in all of your own food and like it's cool. You At know? Dodger Stadium you could do that. that. Which I mean that's a good thing. Except for except for with Crocious you can't bring your own. You can't alcohol. bring your own gin <laughs> when you try to hide a nine dollar bottle of gin in your crotch. Denied entry to Dodger Stadium because the, the, you could have. Do you think you could have put it somewhere where it wouldn't have been found? Well, I just should have shouldn't have waited. I did it like fifty feet away from. The, I should have done it like out in the parking lot and then walked up and then they just came over because they have cameras and stuff. They called. Oh, they me. saw you doing it. Yeah, they saw me doing it. So, but you know, you know what? How much a beer is there? How much a beer is there? Like nine bucks. It's seventeen fucking dollars. It's seventeen bucks. Are you kidding me? I think when I when we went, I bought two Dodger dogs. Willie Wilson. Two yeah. Dodger dogs, two pops, and maybe chips, and I think it was like close to forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's really baseball used baseball used to be kind of the working man sport. Look at that! Look at that old fucking yeah. 
Is that, is that Matt, Matt, Matt Williams? Williams? Is it? Is that Bob Brunley? Oh, it's Bob Brunley, yeah. Is that young Matt Vaskersian? Doing the commentary? I don't know. Let's, let's listen. Yeah, what did I say? Frank Tanana. Frank Tanana is a good story. Used to be a fireballer, blew his, uh, I think blew his elbow. Totally changed his style of pitching. He used to be able to, like he and Ryan... When I when I first started was aware of baseball, he and Ryan were strikeout kings. That's my favorite is the white guy extra like push off jump because they can't jump. <laughs> ah, they shoot up in the air. Oh, that's in the. Not your customary season this was the end of the Tigers' run, right? Yeah, this was their, with Sparky Anderson. This is the last time they were actually a competitive good team. Old Tiger Stadium was dope too. I I, I went there. I think I told you the story. I was an old Tiger. Here we go. Okay. Quiz. Steals in 1979, Willie Wilson of Kansas City became the American League stolen base champion, an achievement that for the next seven years belonged to Ricky Henderson. But that streak finally ended this year when the Mariners' Harold Reynolds stole his 60th base on the last day of the season, squeezing out none other than Willie Wilson to win the title. Where, where's the question? Where's yeah. The, where's the question? time for owner Tom Monahan and his Tigers who celebrate their second division crown. For the last time yeah, yeah. ever. Well, yeah, they were, uh, well, they still had Jack Morris. They still had a good player. They had Al, Alan Trammell is a very good baseman. When did uh, fucking Anderson Cecil still? leave? Was Cecil fucking. Fielder, Fielder didn't come until, until, the, until like the 90s. Oh, really? He didn't come until like 90. I, I think, thought yeah. Fielder was on the 84 team. No, no, not at all. It was Lou Whitaker. It was Alan Trammell. It was Tom Brookings. It was uh, Daryl Evans. It was uh, 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 Lance Parrish. There's Jack. Jack Morris. Didn't he go to the Twins? Yes. I mean, he, played, he played in the 91 World oh, Series. Oh, yeah, complete games. Dual complete games. But he's from St. Paul. He's from Minnesota. Oh, so he's a Republican. Well, he's... Well, oh, God. He, he's, he, Who was in the John Birch Society? Eric Shaw, right? Eric Shaw was, absolutely. And I think a few other players, too. Look how fat that cigar is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking Bill Clinton up in Monica Lewinsky's uh, snatcher. There we go. Cigarro y Piscato. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, with the uh, Andy Van... By the way, he would have been like canceled. went to the Braves and fucking ran out the last one, right? Well, I mean, he, he was a very good player for them. They had a lot of... <laughs> but Van Slyke, he would have been canceled in today's... Because he, he, he had a quote like in the early 90s, like, I just don't like gay people. He was just like, <laughs> like totally quoted Sid directly. Thrift. Yeah. Wow. Yep. What a not good name for someone who buys players to have. There's Carney Lansford, Tony thrift. Phillips. There we go. Reggie's last game in Chicago. You know, Re- Reggie was a star. What do you have to say? Look how bald he was. That looks like Ed Towns. You planted a beautiful crop. Got up every day at four in the morning and you went to bed every night at dusk. It rained when you wanted, sunshine when you wanted to. And when you loaded up your truck and went to market, prices were at an all-time high. <laughs> On the way home with an empty truck and a pocket full of money, you'd be smiling. <laughs> I'm taking this it, What the fuck? <laughs> Is he talking about? He, he was deemed like this incredibly cocky player at the time. I mean, he Didn't was, he have he, like an anger issue? No, actually, you know, he was kind of portrayed that way, but not really. I mean, he looks like a huge dork. Well, he has stepped that glasses. They're tinted. Well, it's also his name was Reginie, Reginald Martinez Jackson. 
are you African American? Are you Latin? Are you British? What are you exactly? You know, so I think he was confused, but he was. I mean, like when he played for the. I mean, his his, his pinnacle time of drama was the late seventies Yankees. It was a famous thing. Did he, he ever had, get hit in the face with the glasses? Uh, no, I don't think so. But Billy Martin and him got into. Walt Weiss was there. Walt Weiss was. Really, he looks like Lucas. You know, uh, but but Reggie Jackson was a was an app. I mean, he was he was great. He truly was great. But if you look at those like the Monday Night Baseball highlight. Of him and Billy Martin in '77, Martin just did not like Reggie Jackson. He just didn't like him. Didn't like him. Wasn't his guy. Look at Young Clemens. Yeah, totally fucking just fucking thin, thin Clemens. Gassing on that juice, dude. Well, I he, think, he, had I think he was, up, yeah. dude. He, one of the he's one of those guys where I was like, I think he was doing it from the fucking jump. You know, honestly, the A's, the late '80s A's, were the first team to really sort of start doing that with with McGuire and Canseco. Weren't they hitting each other's bums in the bathroom? I think so. I think literally they're gonna shoot you in your ass, buddy, and we're we're doing it. You know, fucking popping each other. You know, oh man, yeah. The I had an A's. uh, The A's were 500 that year, and honestly, Keith, that was like it was it was Larusa's first year being a full full time manager, full year manager. It was like. They're starting to become a better team. For being, they're starting to be better. They're starting for to get being better. such macho guys, there really isn't anything gayer than having your boy come in and like give <laughs> you a shot. You? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Marky, can you come in here and uh, <laughs> squeeze my cheek? Yeah, that. W- oh man. Don't have Jose do it. He blows on your butthole after he's done. <laughs> Once again, it wouldn't be an episode of our podcast without Keith Keith Pazel getting exy. There we go. <laughs> Where is that? Is, is that is that Comiskey? Probably. Uh, no. ooh, ooh, I mean, it was. Ooh, this ooh, is a flashback. This will be good. Old Spice. protection of Old Spice. Old Spice. The tumult and the shouting have died. The last cheers have been stilled, and the players and fans are gone for the winter. The end of the baseball season. Is at hand. That used to bum me out when I was a kid. It used to bum me out when that baseball was old. Over. Tired trunk is a perfect analogy for the game of baseball. <laughs> Fucking up, packing up your truck. Blacks are not in management. <laughs> they lack the fundamentals. Now the seats are all empty. But at least it's a white dominated sport. Look at that socks, man. The stadium's in a rough neighborhood. <laughs> So no one wants to park their car. I wouldn't drive through that neighborhood. Man, I remember going to baseball. In a tank. (laughs) Don't go across to Dan Ryan. You'll see the Robert Taylor Holmes. Cub fans are all gay. Many highlights and many sad defeats. It looks like fucking Ray Romano's dad. I can remember. Watching a game at, at Comiskey with a new stadium, I'd sit in the outfield. I get my, get my I go by myself sometimes. Is I'm that Brian Adams, by the way? I think it might have been, or, or Richard Marks. It might have been Richard Marks, actually. You know, who's doing that one? <laughs> Chicago native Richard Marks. Oh, who's that? Frank Tanana. Oh, there we yeah, go. Let's hear the music. I used to play catch with my dad, and I'd have this song in my head. That's hilarious. You know, it's a, it's great. That song's amazing. I just imagine that you can only throw a baseball with that in your head. Oh, yeah, I would like do catches. Just like a little league game, a ball gets hit to you in the outfield. It comes to you, and you don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, your dad goes, "Adam, 
I got it. One of my few athletic triumphs, and I have few athletic triumphs, Keith, but one of my few athletic triumphs was when I played Babe Ruth baseball when I was 15 years old. I only played two years of organized baseball. Not a good baseball player. Couldn't catch up to a fastball. Weak hitter. So would you like to do the... We, this could be a post break. Do you want to do the entire 87 season? Uh, we could do, we got this week in baseballs from 89 and 88. Let's do an 89 because that's in the I have, A's won the World Series. I have so. August, <laughs> I have July, yeah, August 12th, Ooh, 89. God, I was still working for Common Cause. I worked for a public interest group as an intern the summer of 89. That, that was a big, that was a, God, that was a fun summer. Look at that face. He God, looks like was an owl. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Well, he was their announcer in the 50s and stuff, man, for the Yankees. Miss He's famous. Go lightly. But yeah, I am. Uh, but my point is, few athletic triumphs, played left field. Maybe I told the story before. Left field. Uh, first game of the season. Oh, you got a slider, right? No, I, I was in the outfield. That's what I'm saying. You got a, you uh, got a, a snow, snow cone. cone. Yeah, it, it was. And Darren Blang was up, who was a Division One baseball Darren player. Blang sounds like someone who went pro. That sounds like someone who was yes. on the 95 Braves World Series Yeah, or, or a late September call-up maybe. You know, kind of a guy between AAA and majors. But, you know, we had some talent. Darren Blang and Delino Descalso. <laughs> Darren Blang was a Division One, got a scholarship, played for Wisconsin baseball. And he was uh, he was a good guy. I liked Darren a lot. He was, he was a nice guy and, and, and a good player, a good pitcher. Struck out against in that game. Uh, he was up. I love how you're judging it from Little League. He was a good guy, good pitcher. Well, he was good, so he played every position. I mean, he, he was a shortstop pitcher. I mean, he, he was a D- the best player played every position. He was. That's when you knew yeah. the king of the team was the best pitcher and yeah. the best hitter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was a little short, Danny he, Almonte out there. He's going to be a shortstop, a pitcher, and the best hitter. So, bases loaded, extra inning game. We're up eight to seven in the extra. It's the first frame, so it's probably the tenth inning or maybe the eighth. I think we made seven innings. It was extra innings, I know that for a fact. Bases loaded, full count, and I'm in left field. Brian Green's playing center. Good good player, decent player. Brian Green, good athlete. Darren Blank gets one of the fat part of the bat on that Eastern aluminum back and just ding, that, that noise. And I was like, and it was like, the fucking ball's coming right at, oh, shit. And then I was like, oh, no, it's going in the gap. So I had to go full speed, full bore at the warning track, caught it across my, I'm left-handed, I'm playing left field, caught it across my body, and, and, and it snow coned a bit. I remember, I remember Brian Green was like, you got to get back at him. Like he was yelling at me, you got to get back. And, and I caught it. Man, right at that moment, right when he was yelling, I caught it. And it was like, when I caught that ball and we won, it was just like, it, it was truly like this rush of like, I, I made a play to win the game. Like it was just making a defensive play. And I felt this total feeling of elation. You know, I took pride in my defense. I could actually catch the ball pretty well. I had a pop gun for an arm though. It was too skinny. You know, like a, you lollipopped it? I, I just was not a good at At that age, my body, I, I hit puberty kind of late. I, I was 15 and I still hadn't quite fully hit puberty yet. I was pretty skinny. Probably weighed 135 pounds and was like 5'11". You know what I mean? Like I was I was like skinny, rail skinny, you know. So I, I, the coordination for me as an athlete just wasn't there, you know. Anyway, so that, that, that I think of this when I think of this week in baseball, and that music was playing. Crocious made the catch. So now we're going to switch gears, people, to the 1989. <clears throat> this week in baseball. Close out the first half here. Exactly. It's a good idea. We're the- there, everybody. This is Mel Allen. And I'm going to die. They changed the music. What if they just pulled the plug and you heard. Uh, 
These graphics? Oof. I was 20, Keith. You were two. I was yep. 20 when this was Two back. years old. I, I was in between my sophomore and junior year of uh, of college. I, was I knew in, nothing. I was in college. The only thing I knew about is domestic unrest. My dad was probably shouting because my mom was gone. Well, when did your parents split up? There we go. 89 Cubs. 1990. They went to the playoffs. In 89, yeah, absolutely. Going for first place. I should be arresting murderers. We got a fairly high murder rate out here. <laughs> for the crime dog, Fred McGriff. Hell yeah, dude. He was a good player. We got him back in like 04. We thought that was the savior. But Blue... For the Cubs? We're going to... Dude, Donnie Baylor was the fucking manager. Don Baylor was the, the, the manager. Deceased, the deceased Don Baylor. Oh, yeah. Came up in the A system. Guy. Came up in the A system. Don Baylor. You know how many times he was hit by pitch? How many times he was hit by pitch? Probably the most of all time. 262 times. Jesus. Well, it looks like he's about to rob a bank. Uh, this is always the goofy baseball humor. Those Let's go run around during a rain delay. Whoa. The Wizard of Oz. The last of the mullets. Is that Terry Mulholland or uh, something? That, Will that Clark? Was, I think it probably was Mulholland. Or was it was it Mitch Williams? Yeah. Mitch Williams played. Well, he he played for the. Uh, the, the yeah. Scoring three in the top of the tent. The but Follies. St. Louis came right back with four. Is that a fat Whitey Herzog? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, absolutely. he put on some fucking pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he managed the Royals in the late 70s. He was a good manager. That, that, it was those Cardinal teams that would fucking... That Steve Bedrosian? Bedrock. <laughs> Here's Dwight Gooden. Oh, God. look at that cracked schmutz on his face, dude. Oh, like around his mouth He's and stuff? He's got cocaine mouth. Yeah. Think about those teams in the late 80s, man. They were on so much speed. That 86 team, like, those guys were crazy. Like, I mean, they were, you you think of, like, crazy, you know, base basketball players and football players. Uh, Baseball players were nuts back then, man. I mean, you're on the road half the year. You're all drunks, you know? Studying for his fucking. Oh, is that Charlie Hayt? No, who is that? Who was studying for his GED? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, baseball players. Because they all went to the minor leagues. Dude, the, the league minimum was $2,500 in 1989. <laughs> no, in 89, the league minimum, seriously, was probably like... $1.2 million. No, no, no. It was probably like 125000 maybe. See, the issue with baseball is it's a lot like wrestling. They make you pay for your own shit. So, like... It's a hundred grand a year, which sounds nice, but then you're flying all over the country. Well, oh no, no, I mean they, they, they cover that, man. They cover that. I but mean, even for AAA, like the oh AAA, I mean those guys don't get paid. They don't get paid. Like shit. David Price was the top-rated pitcher in AAA, and he was living out of his car. Well, they uh, and they, he was just like yeah. the only reason I'm okay with this is because I know I'm get going to the major leagues one day. Yep. He's like, yeah. there are guys that. Have no future in baseball that are living. They're like just this. playing it. Yeah, I know. And, and like working at UPS in the yeah. off season, you know, and like, like fucking Tom Selleck and Mr. Baseball yeah. just <laughs> playing for the fucking <laughs> Japanese Dragons. They uh, oh, look at that. Look at that Wrigley. There's a lot of gays here. You know, uh, Wrigley Field, largest gay bar in the city. That, that was one of the T-shirts that we. I came here. Listen to that fucking accent. I came here to get my AIDS cocktail. We don't care how big the crowd gets or how many buses are loaded with people. We're going for first place this year. I don't care. <laughs> I like this thing. I'm making a point. First place. 
I don't care how big the crowd gets because we will commit pr- police brutality. <laughs> if necessary. One route will always go. I, I have a... F- Look at that, man. They were just so not developed. God. Part of the all-American game, and this is at its best. No matter that Wrigley was not one black person the at the stadium. <laughs> they had their own section. It was in the back in the upper deck. Yeah. That's where they sat. Uh, I remember. Like this year, that's Cub Mania. Just a great feeling that the Cubs are up in first place, and it's still in August yet. See, like, look how satisfied they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're just like first, we're in first place in August, and that's really all you could ask for. I'm gonna die in four months, and <laughs> you know, let's let's be honest. I've been going to Jerry's Grill every day. I'm gonna getting their ham on the bone. This you is know? all I could ask for because I'm gonna die of a work-related heart attack in five months. <laughs> you know, my my arteries are clogged up right now from years of eating kielbasa. I work <laughs> in a Bill financial Gleason. district. My wife's cheating on me, and and you know something? I got a couple women on the side too. That's what you do. I just swindled. I swindle old ladies for a living. So every now and again, I just come to the ballpark and I cry. Man, I, I just, uh, you know. <sighs> Who hit Harry that? Carey. Who hit that? Probably Grace. Yeah, that was Grace. That was Grace. The fans are into every pitch, which is really unusual. You know how long a baseball season goes. So every pitch becomes really important. I would like to know what that guy does for a living now. Now, yeah. All these people died of cancer, probably. Yeah. As we know, they're the Cubs. They have no hope in the playoffs. Guys wearing Rod Beck's number. What do you think the Cubs would have done? Look at young Gracie. God, look at Grace. He's a kid, dude. He just had a fresh. He had a fresh pack of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Now this week's quiz brought to you by today's Chevy truck. Detroit's Lou Whitaker recently hit home run number 25. Now let's take a whole season. Can you name the major's last second baseman that had 30 homers? Probably Joe Morgan. The big red machine. Joe yeah. Morgan. It was Joe Morgan. It's Joe Morgan. Or Tony Joe, Perez or something like that. Joe, Joe, Joe Perez played first base. Uh, Morgan, his numbers in the mid-70s are like, they're like jaw-droppingly good. Like, I mean, he had really good numbers. You know, if you if you use the current metrics. This I mean, is when the Blue Jays really started ramping up, huh? Yeah. It, well, they won it in 85, but 89 they won, the, 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 and the A's took care of business. How do you think the Cubs would have done against the A's had they beat the Giants? Uh, the A's would have swept them. The A's were by far the best team in what baseball that year. do you think by your far. reaction, how would you have reacted if the Chicago Cubs, instead of the Reds, you get to flip them. They win in 90, but the Cubs beat them in 89. I don't think you, I ever would have moved to Chicago, I think. Are you serious? I, I think I would have, it would have, wouldn't been, have like been this, able to. It would have been this mark against Chicago. <laughs> I mean, when I was in college again, Madison, you know, FIB was a huge term, a fucking Illinois bastard. People from Chicago were just deemed these loud, obnoxious, like, because it's the New York of the Midwest, you know, so it, it, people thought they were obnoxious. I remember when I, I went canoeing with Darren Bodecker in 03, 02, and, and when we went up to this canoe site, we had 30 people with us, and like, the, you had to get these instructions as to how to get your canoe in the water. We were acting like the biggest fibs. I was like, I'm a fib now. Dude, I was thinking about this today. Most accents, because I was listening to someone... 
a real hard like hello yeah man like yeah. a hard california accent yeah and i was thinking about it and i was like this accent total it made me realize the origins of like dialects like yeah. it is the it's such a chill like no fucking violence man like yeah. the, it's like they've molded their speech to their personality of like yeah i'm just not aggressive why are you yelling don't yell dude yeah well it's also and it, then like the east coast is total like loud dipshit yeah like braggart yeah. and then the midwestern accent is kind of the same thing but it's it's there's a blue collarness to it because they yell shit. They always talk like there's a generator going on in the background. <laughs> like, hey, how's it going there? You know, I'm just gonna come in and fire everything up. Like it's fucking loud. <laughs> Todd, the drill press. Todd you know, I'm working made, the drill press. Todd Massey made me laugh so hard. My old roommate from Chicago. Yeah. He our old the dude who would come fix shit at our apartment was this loud fucking Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and we would always know he was coming. Hey guys. <laughs> and I remember Todd. He was mocking him because he was here and he was just like, Rick's here. And then he did an impression of Rick and he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just here in the alley screaming. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's all like because they've literally been working a drill press for Dude, the past they've been eight in the, years. I, I was working a manhole cover. So, I, you know, you got to speak up. Working for the city, working for streets and sand, you know, I operate I'm there. I operate the bay door at an airport. <laughs> So I got the big planes cut whizzing past me all day. You really got to get in there. It's fucking hilarious. Dave Steve was a good pitcher. Dave, but also a notorious dick. Went to Southern Illinois University. He's from, he's from uh, Illinois. He had a wicked, he had a wicked slider. Wicked slider. He struck out Don Mattingly there. I mean, Don Mattingly was like the pitcher of baseball, the hitter at that time. Don Mattingly for a stretch was a great hitter. Two outs. Roberta Kelly oh. Steve still perfect. At any given point, eight and two thirds in a perfect game. At any given point in baseball from the 70s on, there's a Roberto on a hitting streak. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roberto Alomar. It's Roberto Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely Roberto. Or Roberto or, Clemente. Or that Roberto's got a good glove. Yeah, Roberto. Yeah. <laughs> He, he he was a notorious dick. Like I guess he was one of these guys. Dude, like, his mustache is a different color than the rest of the hair on his he body. He pitched for the White Sox in '95. He was out of baseball for like five years because he had a he had a wicked slider that he ruined his elbow. He came back and pitched. I was like, this Dave Steve is pitching again. It was bizarre. But but he was he's one of those guys too. Like if a guy made an error, <laughs> if it'd be funny if he was like walking up and he was just like, dude, I wish this was America, dude. <laughs> Fucking this pussy ass baseball field. Fucking Toronto. What, what he, uh, what, what he did though, what he, uh, uh, when guys would make errors in the field, he'd like wait for them as they were walking off the field and, and just lay into them. Like he was an asshole. So he was the worst guy to play with. Yeah, yeah, probably. yeah. People didn't like playing with, but he, he also had wicked stuff. Wicked stuff. When he was on, his stuff was as good as any pitcher, man. I mean, he had some ungodly breaking balls and just a very good slider. I mean, you saw those pitches. They're dropping, man. Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell had that big year this year. Mitchell was on the Mets when they won in 86, right? Exactly. Oh, Keithy Mitchell. Yep. The story about Kevin Mitchell. Is that fucking Al Kaline? No, 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 no. It's Roger Craig. The story about, about Kevin Mitchell in the 86 team, I think I've told you this before. The story about him was he had a, he, he was a, 
you know, he was out of his tree. You know, he was, he was I think he was kind of a tough, he was from San Diego. I think he was kind of a tough kid, like grew up, you know, I think he was a gang guy, actually. Played for the 86 team. Boy, the Giants were beat up this year, huh? And, and then, although they went to the World Series and got swept by a certain baseball well, team. Well, no, they got, uh, they lost to an earthquake. So here's what, so with, uh, not true. So here's what happened with, uh, with Mitchell. I guess Mitchell and his girlfriend were in some huge argument, you know, and, uh, and, <laughs> the girlfriend called up Dwight Gooden to come over and try to calm Mitchell down. And I guess Mitchell was walking out with the, he had a big knife. He, had this, he was wielding this knife and he was really pissed off. And like, I guess Gooden and his, and his girlfriend were like sitting on the, sitting on, 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 on a couch and they had a cat and the cat walked by Mitchell grabbed the cat and fucking cut the head off of the cat. Holy shit. Like he was just like really pissed off at his girlfriend, I guess. He, he, he bounced around a lot in the league hey, because at least he didn't hit her. He played for the A's at the end of his career. You know, he had a famous post, catch post cat decapitation. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that was in '86. That was early Dude. in his career. And Mike, Michael Vick went to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Fighting a dog. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that 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 was a story. Dude, this guy, that guy would have. That could be a rumor. Roger Craig. I think he's still. I think he still like be okay, alive. Man, let's see if you're right. Brought to you by today's Chevy. I think it's Joe Morgan. I could be wrong. Bobby Gritch is the Bobby Gritch. God, I should have known that. <laughs> yeah, the angel uniforms are fucking serious. Dude. They went to, uh, they won the division that year. Bob, or as I call them, Bobby bitch. <laughs> you know, I did, I did not like Bobby Gritch. Did he do something to the A's? Well, he just. Yeah, they were, they were. Everyone was better than the A's. So it was oh, that like, was like shitty A's. Yeah, there were seventy. Right? The A's were fifty-four and one hundred and eight and seventy-nine. I'm ten years old. I mean, you understand? I, I was so. <laughs> what year was that? Seventy-nine. I was ten years old. How good? What was Peyton doing to the Vikings at that point? Well, I'm sure he was running for one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> he ran. If you look up his stats, if you look up his stats, he ran for nineteen hundred yards against the Vikings alone. Is that a fact? That is the truth. I mean, he because 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 the, the Vikings were the best team in the division, so it was like they knew like Walter, you're getting the ball. He, I mean, uh, he dominated them. Makes me laugh. He dominated them every fucking game. He had. I was like, God, you got to face this guy again, yeah, and now you got to deal with Mitch, man. You know, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was I mean, because 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 well, the Vikings now you got to deal with Khalil Mack. The the Vikings were the best team in the division then, so. Peyton had to get up for that game. I know? read that Khalil Mack is playing pissed off this year because he said uh, he and this is kind of what does that mean? Well, no, because he no. said uh, he got upset because he's got that, a really bad temper. Uh, no, everybody said he regressed last year and he was like, he was like, I'll show you guys regressed. Well, you know, it's it's interesting how they got rid of that guy Floyd. Floyd never really developed Well, because he was lanky and tall. He yeah. never his he he should have been a wide receiver. He looked yeah. like a tall it just didn't fit. Yeah, he was what like two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't. And you know what I feel like though, because of the Mitch flop, is I think that because that's why he got considered that because like there's a shorter leash oh, on oh, like better oh, yeah. players. Yeah, it's you know it's but I, I sure some team must have picked him up and or said, like oh, yeah, now well, be, well, you because know. they considered because like. Now they're like, well, Mitch regressed, and now and he and yeah. Khalil regressed, so that's. And that's kind of what baffles me across sports boards. Like, why can't someone just have a bad year? Yeah. This idea that like, well, he didn't play as good this year as he did last year. So what? Dude. Like this idea that they can't come back from that. 
yeah. is fucking psychotic. Yeah, it's and I'm not even talking about with Mitch. I'm saying everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why can't they have a bad year? I literally think like it doesn't. I mean, I think the pressure is so much now where it's like, I mean, that's another thing I noticed too is like, like rookies come in now and there's a higher expectation of you kind of got to be good or at least a decent or player. It's like the mentality yeah. of you have to make more money every year. Like you threw for 3,500 yards and 20 touchdowns. Well, now you, now we need 3,825. Yeah. And it, it, there has to be a progression. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of that, that metric. And if you look at Mac and Mitch's seasons, they regress stat wise, but like, they both had they both B- better played the, years maybe or, the yeah. second half of that year both of them played great yeah yeah that was a good fake man you see that move yeah. that was actually a good that was Dale Swain on Ozzy Ozzy that was Ozzy Gian that's Dale Swain he was the Cub manager yeah exactly oh there he goes it's his less tattoos that's such Dale a like Swain. baseball like sleight of hand Dude, trick, those you know away Detroit Tiger uniforms look like little league uniforms yep they, they got him again that was against the White Sox yep yeah they got. <laughs> Look, Look at the young Gian. I'm sure he cursed like a long shoreman. That guy had a potty mouth. Yeah. He had a flat out potty mouth. He was one of those, even though I'm not a Sox fan and I like to take the piss out of him, like I was jealous that he was their manager. Well, I mean, like, they had I a personality. Look, I, is that, who the fuck is that? Is that Walt Weiss. Yeah, Walt Weiss won. Let's see. He didn't win the rookie of the year. No, it was 88 he won the rookie of the year. Look at that foul territory. Walt Weiss was the quintessential ball player of like the 80s. White, short guy, scrappy, is not going to hit more than 10 home runs. Oh, he would hit five. You know, very good defensive. Look how much foul territory. Very good defensive shortstop. Very solid player. Well, he's the manager, I think, of the Braves, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't Walt Weiss the manager of the Braves? That, that's when the A's, 86, Canseco won Rookie of the Year, 87, McGuire won, 88, Weiss won, 89, different Rookie of the Year. Jer- Jerome Walton for different the Cubs. Different Rookie of the Year. Yeah, not, not a... Uh, did not, Ruben Sierra win Rookie of the Year? He did not win Rookie of the Year, although he was 19 and he was in the majors, like in 85, he was, he was in the majors. Wasn't Ruben Sierra the guy that, like, we'll get rid of, he's gonna the guy we're going to build around in the 90s? Yeah, well, he, he was, I mean, he was... He was deemed actually a guy who never quite reached his potential. Dave Porker. Wow, look how big he is. That's a big boy. Yeah, well, if he wouldn't have coked away the middle of his career, he was going to be in the well, Hall of Fame. I mean, he should have coked away a little bit of that weight. He's uh, he's in rough shape. Now he's got bad Parkinson's, I guess. He was a very good player. For, I always liked him for the A's. He was, he was a good... Look at that, I was at that game. <laughs> that was against Cleveland. Was he a junior bash brother? Like, was he kind of like, I'm also oh, in there. Oh, no, he, I'm listen, as big as you guys, too. Dave Parker won the MVP in 77 and in 78. He was a great baseball player. Was he that big? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was, and he was, yeah, he was, but he was a very good baseball player. He got ran out of Pittsburgh. He was a cokehead, like 81, 82, 83. He was basically out of the sport. Came back in 84 with the Reds and had a great year. Resurrected his career. Had 125 RBIs. Phil Bradley. He hit the first home run at, 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 under lights in Wrigley. Look at that old fuck. My earliest baseball memories of that stadium. Texas Stadium, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, uh, the old version of Angel Stadium, Cleveland. They all look the fucking same. Yeah, they had that weird generic. What well, would. That was an era of stadiums being built. Oh, it was just a difficult. Like, or they were old football fields, and they had to well, build dual shit. Purpose. They to, were dual yeah. purpose. Now, not not Texas. 
all Texas Cleveland was, was like that. Cleveland was. Absolutely. It was so funny seeing Indians games where there's like 57,000 seats and they have like 2,200 people there. <laughs> well, I saw the A's play a doubleheader in 1990 when the A's were the draw. They were the draw. And uh, there were like 48,000 fans there. And it felt kind of empty. There are 48,000 people. I saw four full-on fights break out in that doubleheader. Four, I mean, I mean full-on like punches landing, guys getting their face slammed on concrete, fights. Yeah, you know, like that kid that got dropped off the fucking upper deck at Dodger Stadium by the Giants fan. Jesus Christ. Or by the Dodger fan. He Player of the Week. Who is this? Ricky Henderson's base stealing has really reached new directions. My favorite athlete of all time. His first jump off first is quicker than anything in history. Yeah. That's he, when he stole the base. He's one. It's like when he decided to steal, it was over. You had to pick him off. Yeah. Well, twelve times. Looks as if Ricky may get there yet. Next week, the road to the majors. The traditional minor league route is being challenged more than ever. Pie in the face. But up, up, but up, but where's the hot foot? They love the pie in the face gag. See you next week on this week in baseball. Who wants to listen to the ball lineup? And will stretch offense restore the roar to the Lions season this year? Watch Sports Final Edition tomorrow night at 11:30. This is the Detroit feed. The Oakland A's take on the California Angels on the NBC Game of the Week. I watched that game only on Channel Four. I watched that game. NBC affiliate. So that's the first half of the show, people. All right, now we're back. I got the audio. I could lead into it. But. Yeah, it's okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, although it is a baseball-themed show right now, it has sparked my memories of uh, Viking losses. And the, Oh, they heard it. It's just they didn't see you. So then <laughs> I had a camera switch. Look at young Randy fucking Johnson. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right when they got him from the Expos. Yep, What absolutely. a fleecing. Yep. That's Bullwinkle. Well, the Expos are trying to win the, win the division. They they wanted to get Mark uh, Mariner the Moose is Bullwinkle. It was Langston, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He threw a no hit. It was his first no hitter. All right, let me pull up this weekend TV. So, uh, so anyway, so the ninety play happened in the 09 NFC Championship game, Keith. Okay, 09. Reggie Bush fumbles a punt at the five yard line. The Vikings recover at the five yard line at right at the end of the first half. The end of the first half is like a very key moment in any football game. Obviously, you know, you know, you know, it's always very good at that. Uh, the, the, the Patriots always would score at the end of the first half. They always knew. Oh, to, yeah. They it, always knew when to make a play at the end. It's of the like first they did half. it on purpose. Yeah. And and that's all like because it's a key. It's the key. Mo- it decides the winner often. So the, and the Vikings recovered that fumble. The net, like two plays later, Favre tries to hand it off to Peterson and he hits him in his fucking shoulder pad. And and the Vikings fumble at the two yard line. They're gonna go in for for a touchdown and be up. And you know something? They're gonna win the game. They're gonna win because because the Vikings, athletic talent wise, were better than the Saints. They were fucking better than the Saints. You know, I mean, they just were a better football team. Adrian Peterson was at the height of his athletic ability. Percy Harvin was great. Favre pulled the magic out. And they also had a pretty enough of a defense to do it too with with, uh, with Jared Allen and Pat Williams and Kevin Williams still. But they lost the linebacker. God. God, that fucking... Oh, my God. 
Anyway, yeah, it just uh, but that, that that there's key plays at the end of the first half. Watching that '98 series, and then and then what, what you have to understand too, when Gary Anderson missed that field goal, Keith, when he missed that field goal, yeah. I remember watching the drive. They handed the ball off to Robert Smith like seven times in a row. He basically it was Robert Smith who was going to lead them to the fucking promised land. Robert Smith was a very good running back. He was a very good running back, and he was fast. He had good vision, you know. He retired. Well, he had terrible knee. He retired young, right? <clears throat> Robert well, he, Smith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like. He, I remember. I was shocked when they announced his retirement. I was like, really? He was twenty nine. He had his third knee injury, and he was just like, you know, I, I just can't do this. And he was actually kind of a smart guy. He's, so, he's do you a, want to start with today and move back, or do you want to go? Let's start with. From, uh, that's a good point. Let's no, let's go old school. Let's okay, start old school, like nineteen thirty-six. No, I'm saying like, do you want to do this date because it's everything that happened on July twenty-fifth? Do you want to start with today and then go back in the week? No, no, or, I don't. Oh, 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 go back in the week. Like what I'm saying is, oh. do you want me to like what happened from Monday on? Because it's it's every day what happened. Oh, okay, in TV. okay. I, I thought it was just this day, and we go back to this day in TV. And you no, know, this on, is on July, listing everything. This is everything that happened on July twenty fifth, like everything monumental. Okay, oh, nineteen eighty seven. Sherry Martell beats the fabulous Moolah for the WWF Women's Championship belt. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Eight nineteen ninety, Roseanne Barr sings the national anthem in Cincinnati Reds San Diego Padres game. Yeah, and and that's when she got criticized, and George Bush came out and, and ripped her for her for her rendition of it because she spit afterwards and she grabbed herself in the crotch while after singing the national anthem because it was her way basically of uh, honestly she was a uh, salty feminist in her own way, you know. And Roseanne Barr, what do you want to say about her? I mean, she was funny. She was a groundbreaking comedian. She really was. But boy, what a fucked up life. Boy, so what a fucked up life. We have Ooh, rough Min- life. 1988, Mindy Duncan. This is just today, by the way. Yeah. Mindy Duncan of Oregon crowned Miss Teen USA. Uh, 1997, Autumn Jackson found guilty of trying to extort $40 million from Bill Cosby, which probably was rape. <sighs> oh, really? What, what year was that? That was 97. Oh, so obviously she was that, that that was they were trying to get the story out at that time. It hadn't come out yet. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. That yeah, P, well that had been the rumor about him forever. You know, it, isn't that horrible that conspiracy of silence, you know, of like, oh, oh, well he's a famous entertainer and we're comedians and we oh, we can't, you know, it's like no, this guy is you know, drugging women and having sex. I mean, that's woof. He was pretty rough. Cosby, I mean that that was a that was a rough. St- that's now like feel like feels oh, like he did, a thousand he, it's years like a ago. Jimmy Savile level of fucking I people. Mean, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty like you talk about a fall from grace. Who man, that's Bill Cosby. His ass was taken <clears throat> down. You know. So now we're starting from Monday. This is the week, big significant events of the week in television history. Like I love these little ones. 1935, first broadcast of Gangbusters on NBC Radio. <laughs> Gangbusters, I say. We got Pretty Boy Floyd. <laughs> 1981, Irene Sy- A lot of Miss Universe and fucking 84, Vanessa Williams asked to resign as Miss America. Oh, I remember that being a big deal because she had basically lesbian photographs with her, you know, like, like, t- like still shots. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and like wearing leather and crap. I mean, Penthouse got those pictures and that issue of Penthouse... Bob Guccione said that they said that they ran out of paper. They couldn't make the the issue fast enough. The printing presses, you know, so it literally they made like 
a shit here's something we have to do nothing happened on july 21st in television or film (laughs) in any way shape or form at least according to that app according to this website yes which is which of course has like the oracle of truth the web the web is the did you know that in 1954 wthi tv channel 10 in Terre haute indiana began broadcasting what year 1954 okay so they got tv in 1954 wow can you imagine living out in indiana in 1954 her family Oh, uh, we're going through television history, and in 1954, Channel 10 in Terre Haute, CBS began broadcasting. And he was like, can you imagine living in there? And I was like, her whole family. Look at that. Look at that. that, that, Those are the standings at the time. We got to go back. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. Can we go back to that? Watch that. We're watching This Week in Baseball. Yeah, we have Indiana Roots. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. How big is, isn't Terre Haute like a huge, like Indiana's got a huge meth issue, right? Isn't it like, man. Because I remember hearing about Terre Haute, like that, because I think Terre Haute's like 100,000 people. It's, rel- it's relatively large. It's substantial enough. Truly sort of rotting out. Uh, there are so many towns, and I say this to people like in the upper Midwest, so many towns of like 80 to 200,000 people that are just like shells of their old self. You know, like Kenosha, Racine, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, you know, um, yeah, Terre Haute probably is in that same camp. Cities in Jackson, Michigan and stuff. And like, and like I mean, Battle Creek, which has a little bit going on, but these towns have just like died off, you know? Which is, uh, and it's just, again, the whole drug issue out there. That was always a big thing in the 80s. Of like, you know, and, and this was obviously the racist word for the 80s, racist. Now, like, well, those urban areas, that's obviously where blacks were. Oh, and, and the crack problem, obviously, that was just like front and center in the news from like 85 to 90, which completely created the situation we're in now, obviously, one of the main things. But it's just so interesting that the, it's, it's a rural drug problem now. It's rural America that's got the drug issue. You know, it, I mean, drugs, I remember that was like a big, there's a lot of shame in, in rural America. You're a druggie. Like there was a lot of moral shame if you were a drug user, you know. Uh, but that's been, it's like that's changed, you know. It's that, that and that's a real flip, you know, where it's just people are fucking lost, you know. <laughs> Look at Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they were playing the Giants, right? The Cubs. Start out there in San Diego, and this is the Ken Griffey Jr. bar, which you can have anytime because they play in the King Club, you know, and so it's good any time of day or night because it's a quick fix. So this is the one I would carry in the glove compartment. <laughs> well, Bill, let's bar none and open the gates for the All-Star Classic. <laughs> yeah, this was in, yeah, because this was... This is in Wrigley. Is he wearing garbage bags yeah, on that, his that, arms? That, that, that's why, because Bill Murray went to the All-Star game. My grandpa had a program from this All-Star game. I, I watched I watched this All-Star game with this woman who I, I was totally like, who I had kind of a, I don't know, God, what a weird experience that was. What was her name again? What was her name? I don't know. I, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of her name in 1990. And I watched this All-Star game with her. She was this blonde-haired girl or woman. And she was just, uh, 
she was an aerobics instructor, but she was I remember, she was crazy. She was nutty, and I was too blunt with her. That that's how she shot me down. <laughs> you know, getting too worked up. They don't want you talking. <laughs> Who won this? The National League. I think nationally won two nothing. I want to say. Yeah, I remember. Wa- I remember watching this at a bar, at the Big Ten pub, at the Big. T- I was twenty one. I just gotten legal for drinking. So here's. Oh no, some- no I think the American League won then, because because <clears throat> Eckersley was going to close it down. Dude, here's some deep no, shit. No, the American League won. July 26, 1999, MTV introduces Undressed. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. What what year? Uh, 99. Undressed. What was that again? Undressed was like a a sex show, like a sex soap opera on MTV, where it was like all these teens living in a dorm, and it was just like it was like like American Pie, but like a TV version, and like a little more serious, not like a comedy. I'm so old now. July 25th, 1999, the WB airs the final episode of The Parenthood. CBS debut slapstick sitcom Morton and Hayes in 1991. I don't remember that one. That was, it looks like, featuring Kevin Pollack and some fat guy. It looks like it's a spoof of, like, like, uh... Laurel and Hardy yeah, or something? Like or it, like, it looks like a old-timey... Like, it's in the 90s, but it looks like it's spoofing, like, black and white slapstick bullshit. God. Can you... I'm sure there was some 1996, producer. July 22nd, Comedy Central introduces The Daily Show. What uh what year nineteen ninety six yeah I remember oh, Craig Kilborn it was yep. funny it was funny with him I and mean, that th- that was definitely like a shift like, they had good Gron Kittle look at those look at those White Sox uniforms July nineteenth nineteen ninety one Hi Honey I'm Home premieres on ABC God I have no memory of that show I'm gonna go to it uh, Hi Honey I'm the home. debut of the sitcom Hi Honey I'm Home the short lived sitcom which was taped in front of a live studio audience so Orlando's Universal Studios had a novel twist. In one of the earliest examples of broadcast cable synergy, the show aired in primetime on ABC, then two nights later repeated on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's Nick at Night. Why is that fucking a big deal? Yeah. Uh, and Hi Honey, I'm Home, the 1950s sitcom family, the ne- Nielsen's find themselves gasp, canceled, and relocated to the real world. Courtesy oh, so, so it's fish sitcom, out of water? Courtesy of the sitcom relocation program. They're typically 90s neighbors were the Duffs, a single mom with two boys. The show starred Charlotte Booker and Stephen Bradbury. Julie Benz, she was the girlfriend in fucking Dexter. Wow. God, it's weird these careers that some of these people have. Here, now, I can, now that I know you can click on them, let's do the fucking yeah. Morton and Hayes. <laughs> yeah, strawberry, strawberry hit... hit, hit some pretty epic-looking home runs. There was a majestic home run. That's his stroke. Like I mean, they were majestic. They were majestic home runs. Yeah. So on this day in 1991, CBS introduced the creative comedy series Morton and Hayes, produced and hosted by Rob Reiner. Oh. The show was presented as though it was a documentary, with Reiner as a present-day television host, showcasing rediscovered film clips <laughs> from forgotten comedy duo Morton and Hayes that dated back to the late 30s and 40s. The stars of the black and white slapstickish rich shorts were played by Kevin Pollack as Chick Morton huh. and Bob Amaral as Eddie Hayes in the spirit of Bud Abbott and Luke Costello yeah. or Stan or yeah Laurel and Hardy. 
Five of the six episode aired were directed by the series co-producer, blah, blah, blah. Christopher Guest directed it. Sounds like a Christopher Guest thing. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, there's some names attached to that. Like, there's some successful well, community was people. The, was in you know? Final Tap. Well, exactly. I mean, but, but but the fact that that went nowhere, you know what I mean? It's like they don't always have their, they don't got their finger, you know, things don't succeed for them either, you know? <laughs> 1983, you know? Chips takes its final ride on NBC, July 17th, wow. 1983. Wow. Yeah, I'd sort of, I was more of a late 70s Chips guy. That's when I was into it, you know. Uh, 1987, Karen Song premieres on Fox. Do you remember Karen Song? No. Starring no. Patty Duke? Wow, she's deceased. She, she, That's she fucking did. It's Sean Astin's uh, mom, mom. Right? absolutely. I, I gotta admit it. They show pictures of her from the, from the early seventies. She was a pretty woman, in her, and I was like, uh, "You're, you're a pretty woman." Like I was, I noticed her. Pretty woman. <laughs> but she was also like severe mental illness, I guess. You know, like like bad bipolar. You know? I love how that's kind of how Not old bad. I'm getting. Sorry. Part of TV history now is that in 2007, Holly Hunter stars in her first TV series, Saving Grace. Yeah, it's like, you know. The movies are over, Holly. Except there'll be a, a, a man named Kumail Nagiano who gives you a, a role. He's ripped. In big, in big Sick. I love a good powder blue uniform. Yeah, there was, a, I mean, they were still holding on to them because by that time. This is 90. Yeah, this week in baseball, 1990. By, by, by this time, by this time. The powder blue had pretty much gone away, except for the Royals. The Twins didn't have it anymore. The uh, the Rangers didn't have it anymore. Uh, the uh, God, who else had that powder blue? I, I think the that the Indians didn't have a uniform like that. A couple other folks. Oh, oh, oh Cardinals had that. Uh, Phillies had it. New York principal owner who helped bring two. Like young George. To New York, yeah. Is told he looked the same always. Just that same facial expression. Mr. Steinbrenner has agreed to resign on or before August 29th. I always forget that that happened. General partner of the New York Yankees. Well, because he, he had hired like a private investigator to follow around Dave Winfield. Like he would spy on his players. Bitter disappointment. <laughs> You're like a weird corporate spy, you know? And you know, it's wild. He was right, though, because they were garbage without him. Well, it's just, you know. Now, it, were they true trash or was the Buck show Walter Yankees like competitive? The, the, the night, this 90 Yankees team, they were in last place. It was the bottoming out of, of the Yankees at that time. In the 80s, they had the best record in baseball. The, the Yankees, with, with only going to the playoffs one time. They went in 81, but they had the best record in baseball. They were always well, back in second when you place. had to win the division. Yeah, they were yeah. always in second place. They couldn't ever win the East. The East, the East was good, too. Brewers were good in the early 80s. And then in the you know in the in the mid '80s you had uh I don't know the Tigers were a good team you know so they had two difficult teams to play Blue Jays got good so they could never win the division so but but he had spied on his players so they they suspended him for a year he actually came back and when he came back and they got Showalter and, and that '94 team and that '94 team yeah they, yeah that '94 team they they had some good scouting and it just got great obviously in the mid '90s I God I couldn't stand those Yankee teams. God, I couldn't stand them. Oh, being I good. remember this. Pulled yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, down. Steve Lyons. <laughs> I guess he was offered a, to pose in Playgirl. <laughs> See what I? He still to this day says that they fell. Oh, you no, pulled no. your pants yeah, down. Yeah, absolutely. You forgot where you were. Yeah, it's just like you know. Back for a spell. As Tom Seaver chokes Phil Rizzuto, 
And let you listen to Harry Terry. Dude, that was back when, like, fucking old-timey Phil Rizzuto. Yeah. Some of the most exciting calls of the year. Take it away, Harry. <laughs> hey, Harry. You're down here someplace. Holy Christ. Look at that fat, bloated alcoholic. I'm gonna die in eight years. <laughs> Dude, he was such an alcoholic when I, like a teen, when I was a teenager and in the 80s. He, there's that famous story when they had their first night game. You probably know the story. It got rained out. Yeah, they but, were but, doing fucking <laughs> slides across the tarp. But but it was Bill Murray was there for the first night game. He's there all the time. But for the big Cub games, he's gonna be Bill there. Bill Murray comes you know? to that stadium. So and he's not paying. You think he pays for tickets? No. And he sits in the fucking third row and cracks jokes you know so but i remember he was uh uh oh what was it again he, he was uh with uh all-star game yeah, that the all, oh yeah the first night game they didn't they didn't cut the feet away after the first inning. they didn't cut the feet away like, like they put the commercials on but they, oh, you, they you caught them so they caught <laughs> murray was like so how many have you had harry and, and harry carey's like i don't know i lost count at eight like he was liquored up for hours before the game. He was so shit faced. Well, and, that and, was, and like, if you look at him and Bill Vec when they do White Sox games, like and they had their shirts off and their guts and stuff, there'd be like thirty empty beer cans around. They just you know throw them on, just put them down, yeah. and just get hammered. Like that, it was working. Look at Hawk. It Hawk. Was, it was it was I mean it was working man's entertainment. And you could go to a game, like if you, ah, I thought such a fucking old man. Well, that was this. back before they even had on camera, so you could be off camera the whole time. He probably was drinking beers during the oh, game. Oh, 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 absolutely, absolutely, they were. I mean, they, they were getting You'd hammered lose the entire your fucking game. Job, if you did that. Now. I mean, that was all. And I remember there was a still shot picture of that. I'm, I'm not lying. Vec and him, Bill Vec, who's smoking a cigarette. He, Bill Vec was such a cigarette addict, and he had, he had a fake. You got a leg blown off in World War II. He had put an ashtray in his wood leg. Like, they carved an ashtray out in his wood leg, and he would ash into his wood leg. <laughs> Dude, look at Nolan Ryan. You know? Nolan Ryan only pitched in Texas. No, he, no, yeah, in no, New he, York, well, the Mets is rookie year. The then Mets, he went no, to the Angels. The Angels. He, that's when he, we got control played, of his game. Technically, didn't he play the most years on the Angels? I, no, uh... Or it's like tied with the Rangers, right? Oh, or, with the, for, or with the Strokes. Man. The Strokes <laughs> he played for nine years with one team. I think 71 or 72 to, to 79, he was on the Angels. That, that's when he was still wild. Like he would walk 200 guys. He never won a Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He was, but he was just, his longevity was his And he had nine, he had 5,000 strikeouts. Well, he has 5,700 strikeouts. I mean, that's, that's Cy Young. It's never going to. It's never going to get broken. Ever. I mean, that's almost 6,000 strikeouts. I think Randy Johnson is the closest that ever. And he has 4,000. I think he's got like 40. I think he's got. He might have even got most. the five. Uh, he's at the second most because Carlton. Because there was a time when Carlton and Ryan would switch for the strikeout lead all time. Like, that's how good Steve Carlton was. His slider was that unhittable. Uh, like an 81, 82. They would do that. Is Joe Morgan retiring? And yeah. Things like that, but or Hall of Fame. I never dreamed about making the Hall of Fame. Oh. I only dreamed about making it to the major leagues. And when I made it to the major leagues, that was great. You know, the Hall of Fame is really just icing on what has been a very big and filling cake for me. Jim Palmer yeah. made it to the major. Yeah, a big uh, uh, carrot cake. Life's been a carrot cake. <laughs> Who? Strawberry frosting. He just gets into detail about this life cake. 
Baseball's just the icing on the cake. Well, no, baseball's probably the whole cake. Yeah. Palmer was great. Palmer was also, he was he was a male underwear model. Because look at him, he was like totally handsome, you know? Hey, he looks like Ward Cleaver in a reboot. <laughs> reboot Ward Cleaver. I was a superior race to everybody. Uh, he, he was, at times, Jim Palmer was a great pitcher. I'm not going to touch Joe Morgan. Oh, I'm touching you. The yep. Griffey Boys. Yep. I remember, God, I remember, I remember this. Fu- I was 21. I was 21. Did you get hammered, man? No, I, I was. You were I remember square. getting in an argument with them. Uh, because Gary Sheffield was a rookie this year. And when I was the- like, it's going to be Gary Sheffield. I was like, no, no, no. Well, who's it going to be? And, and I should have just, I, I, got, I got shut up. But I, I should have been like, oh, it's going to be Ken Griffey Jr. They, they hit home runs in the same game. Oh, was no. this his rookie year? Yeah, because, yeah, because. Junior played with senior. They played in the same team. I love those Mariner uniforms. They should have switched, though, because too many teams have red and blue, but those are sick. Yeah. Oh, so they got a hit in the same game. I thought they hit home runs. No, there is an away game where they both hit home runs, and then think, they both yeah. steal bases, too. Yeah. Like, is this- was Ken Griffey Sr. really good? He was on the big red machine, but he was one of the role He was a starter. Uh, he played some first base, uh, but he was not—he was not really one of the. Oh, he's an outfielder. I'm sorry, he was on first base. Tony Perez is first base. He was like like their seventh best player. You know, he wasn't Pete Rose. He wasn't Bench. He wasn't Joe Morgan. Um, you know, he probably wasn't even George Foster. Or maybe Dave Concepcion. Oh, he stole it from his pop. That's fun. Forty-one and twenty, dude. That was clearly a move of like this is going to be a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're going to have the Griffey boys. You would yep. never in your right mind. You should get fired for signing Ken Griffey Sr. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, you know, whatever. It, it's part of the showmanship of the game. You know, that's what Bill Veck brought to it. But, dude, again, the booze. When they cut away during that first night game, I, I lost count at eight. That's what Harry Carey uh-huh. said to Bill. I, lo- I mean, he would. This motherfucker remember, couldn't pronounce people's last names. And, and he, would get, he would get these get these songs, get like songs for certain The 84 team. Again, I always remember the Jody Davis song. Jody, Jody, Jody Davis, Jody, Jody Davis hits him when you can't get him back, or he was I had some lines to it, you know. Jody, <laughs> he was such an alcoholic, you know. What were the other great baseball sons? Were there? Well, the Bonds the Griffies. Yeah, Bonds. Yeah, absolutely. Got you know. the K lines. Alan Roy K-Line. There we go. There we go. What if I just started making shit up? The yeah. Cobbs. <laughs> yeah, I remember they swept the A's in Oakland. Oh, I remember the, like... The Sox? Yeah, and, I, and it was like and in you late, were, late you were June, like I was fucking... apoplectic. <laughs> like being apoplectic. Like this is not allowed. This is not Because were the Sox bad? No, no, no. The Sox were in second. The Sox started getting good that year. That's why the Sox were good in the mid-90s, because they had to play the A's in the early 90s and didn't win the division. Not going to make the difference. What a voice that just doesn't match your body. Yeah. Dude. Uh, Bob Welch won 27 games that year. I've tried to break a bat over my leg a bunch of times. It fucking hurts. Yeah. Look at skinny. That's pre-juice Mark McGuire. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He started juicing after 91 because he, he was injury prone in his career. Canseco was just nothing but human growth hormone. Yes. I mean, you he can was see, yeah. secreting fucking 
Just whey protein. Look at this. It's a no hitter. What, is, is this Sprockets? Is Mike Myers going to come out right now and do his. Bill, uh, Nye, <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy. Um, so, yeah, man, that that's. Uh, it's not over. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. Shit, man, I'm, I'm having fun. It's good. No Terry Mulholland. Yeah, they had eight no hitters. Terry Mulholland was on the 1998 Cubs. He fucking, that was like a resurrection of his career. Terry Mulholland, Steve Traxel, <laughs> Kevin Tappany, Kerry <laughs> Wood. Yeah, they all like pulled it together for a year. You know, that, that's classic baseball. They'll do that, you know. They pull it together, they, can, they can't sustain it. Tappany. Kevin Tappany was a good pitcher for the. Uh, that twins, was like their free agent signing in 98. Yeah. We're going to get Kevin Tappany, Twins ace. Kevin Tappany. Yeah. God, crazy. Gary Gaetti. Dodger Stadium looks fucking identical. Yeah, it's it's just one of the blandest stadiums ever. Like the, it's cool because like there's no facade because it's built into a mountain. So yep. when you're walking up to it, you're just like, where it is? Where is it? Where is yeah. it? Where is it? And then you're yeah. just like inside of it all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. So in that sense, it's cool, but it's boring. Yeah. It, at its time when it was first made, it was like. Of the cutting edge, a revolution. It was, it was very much like the, the design of it had a, had a unique. It was like, it was an L.A. California well, thing. Well, I mean, you know? they exterminated people to build it. Well, they they certainly displaced them. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Jesus, you know that Bill Veck wanted to wanted to move the St. Louis Browns to L.A. and the, the league caught wind of it and didn't allow him to do it because he knew L.A. was the future. I mean, he knew that's where the money was going to be. Made, oh yeah, you know. So at that time in the country, absolutely. Well, San Francisco and LA left together, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, well, the, yeah, exactly. The Giants and the, and and like the Dodgers. Yep. Both off World Series. Uh, well, I think it was after the 58 season, maybe? Yeah, because the 59 Dodgers were in LA and they won the World Series. They beat the White Sox. In the World Series? Yeah, in the World Series in 59. And they were in LA, but they won it. Didn't in, the White Sox win it in. Oh, no, yeah, because that was. Yeah. I remember when they won it in 05, they said the last. The last time they've been to the World Series was 58. It was probably 59, the 59 season. Yeah. So I think they moved maybe in 58. I should know that. But, but they had to move both teams. They're like, we have to have rivals out there, you know, because it's just, I mean, baseball well, had not I, gone further west than St. Louis. Isn't I think that crazy? the Giants paved the way. Once the New York Giants left to San Francisco, I think Brooklyn immediately well, was Well, I think like, they left at the same time. Yeah, I think, I think so. it was a year apart. Yeah, Let me you're look. right. We should look at that. I should know that. That, that. That's a basic fact that I should know. That The fact that I don't bothers me. Yeah, they got they got Willie McGee and they had a big trade. Willie McGee and Baines, that was a tough. Harold Baines was such a good hitter, such a good. Just had a totally smooth, easy left-handed stroke and got the fat part of the bat on it. And it just he was a good player, man. Welch is dead. Bob Welch is dead. On May on May twenty eighth, nineteen fifty seven, the National League owners vote unanimously to allow the New York Giants and Brooklyn Dodgers to move to San Francisco and Los Angeles 57? respectively. On the same day. At the mid-season owners meeting. In 57. That's when they decided. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. Yeah, after the 57 season. They both moved after the 57 yep. season? Okay. Uh, the Los Angeles. They, so they won the 56 World Series. And then the next year, we're, that's such a, how do you feel as a Brooklyn Dodger yeah, fan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Your team why. finally wins the World Series, and then they're just like, peace. Yeah. It's, it's also the owner. I mean, they. You know, they knew that's where the fucking money was. I mean, that Brooklyn that little Stadium, bad boy, that's a young fucking Todd Massey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a young fucking uh, He's probably Junior Lake right there. Uh-oh, uh-oh. 
He didn't know where he was the supposed to go. second base umpire Jerry Davis for his call. And the ump directs the ball boy to the real culprit. <laughs> Oh, fellas. Well, torture in that Look little at kid. Sutcliffe, man. Sutcliffe's probably drunk off his ass. I, I, he is such a shitty announcer. I hate Rick Sutcliffe. He talks like this. <laughs> he sounds like Harry Carey. My brother hates Rick. He calls him Sutstiff. He hates him. He hates Rick Sutcliffe. ESPN Sutstiff. only hires people that were for, like Joe Morgan has no right being a commentator in a baseball game. You know, uh, yeah, He's so bland and yeah, boring. Yeah, er, you know, sometimes you just swing the bat. They're bad when curveballs come in. Yeah, you wait for it, and then you hit. You <laughs> see how the ball arcs there? That's a breaking ball. Well, like a, Joe, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's also like, why can't you just like, yeah, have just well, a personality? The they do it is have a what, personality. The reason they do it is what my dad every time God, we would watch an ESPN game and Joe Morgan would talk, he was a good ball player. That's all yeah, they want. Yeah. They yeah. want people to hear his voice and yeah. go, he was a good ball player. Yeah. He can't, yeah. ain't worth a fuck announcing. Yep. But he was a good ball player. Well, you know what he tried to do? Morgan wanted to get into ownership. He wanted to try to own a team and he was never really let in. And I think he wanted to keep a kind of a foot around in the game, but it just didn't happen. Is it because he was black, you think? Uh, I think that there was, you know, he brought, I mean, uh, there's whispers or faint whispers of that. I offered faint, to buy the Reds for fifty thousand dollars. I don't think he was enough of a name or had enough money. He had to partner with Cecil Fielder. Did you remember the guy who was the uh, the, the uh, men's warehouse, the men's warehouse guy? You're gonna like the way you look. Yeah, that he, guy. Yeah, Joe Morgan part, tried to partner with him to get an, a major league franchise. What I don't, a, I don't know. Why where would you? Does that guy got money? Well, I, I think he had. I think he thought he had enough money. I think he was worth a couple hundred million dollars and thought I could actually make this. See, happen. that seems like a joke. Someone played on Joe Morgan one night at a bar. Like, hey, you know who has money? You ever yeah. watch those men's warehouse commercials? Yeah, well, it's yeah. Then all of a sudden, this guy fucking rings. Fucking Joe Morgan rings this guy up, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know if that guy was from the Bay Area because Joe Morgan was from the Bay Area, so he tapped into maybe some San Francisco money for that." Get Cecil Fielder just out there hitting home runs and neglecting his son. <laughs> Yeah, his his old man. They they have a strained relationship, right? Oh, they never speak. They didn't speak ever. Part of why Prince Fielder wanted to be such a good ball player was to spite his fucking father. Wow, wow. And then he destroyed his back. His career was weird. I mean, look he, at old Comiskey. Yep. He God, yeah. Let's look at that. I, I saw a game that year in in ninety. That stadium literally used to like light on fire from the fireworks. <laughs> the upper deck there. So this is the last year of the stadium. Yeah. My dad used to record games sitting on the new park, recording over into the old park. I went to games this year. Uh, I'm probably at a couple, not this game, but I've gone to games. This was the year my parents were getting divorced. Wow. Wow. This is when my memories start. Yep. I have faint flashes. I remember going to White Sox games. Yeah. I remember going to the new park and my dad taking video. Yeah. And do you know what else I remember? Yeah. I remember a truck being in my dad's front yard and us loading shit from the house he used to own. Yeah. And driving down the street to my grandma's house where he was moving, like yeah. after the divorce. Yeah. I specifically remember the truck pulling away. Yeah. I remember that he's my dad's a drunk psycho. Yeah. So he fucking put it. He pulled the truck up right to the porch. Like he put the truck in the yard. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Look at the Cubs. Just six. Look at what I'm saying. 62 and 68. Yep. You have a little hope. Yeah. Yeah. This was. Yep. 
The Reds. The Reds were in the West back then. They were still in the West. The Reds were. They they weren't they weren't in the East and Central. Yeah. They were they were in the West. Well, the Marlins still. and the Rockies changed you know, all that. Dave Steeb. What a weird name. I Rusty Staub and Steeb I mix up. Rusty Staub was uh, a little light in the loafers, as they say. Was anyway, he? Yes, he was gay. Didn't he have red hair? Yeah, wasn't he? La Rouge. Yeah, he played because he played in a in Montreal, a, in Montreal, in Montreal. Like that was like the thing, La Rouge. Like he was like that was like his sort of, you know, Montreal is an interesting city. I've never been, but I've heard it's an interesting city. It's mobbed up. It's totally Look mobbed up. Look at that up. feathered mullet right there. Yeah. Holy shit! Is that guy a relief pitcher or just a fan? That's oh, a fan. Wow, I've been to Toronto. Yep, Toronto's a cool city. It's big. 450 meters to center, eh? It's <laughs> you know a meter is just a yard? I found that out yeah, at work. Yeah, It's basically a yard. You know my whole life no one could just tell me that because people freak out at the metric system. I'd God. be like, so what's a meter? Well, it's kind of like two feet, a little bit over a half. One of the big domestic failings of Jimmy Carter's presidency is one of the many things that he just was tone deaf. They tried to get the country to be metric. <laughs> And it just was not going to happen. It just is not going to happen. Well, you know, I get the hesitancy because even when people try and explain it to me, the reason I can't grasp it is because like I need it translated into if you try and tell me what a milliliter is, I'm just going to ask you what that is in the standard. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So like anytime. So I'd be like, how how long is a meter? People well, it's a meter. I'd be like, well. How big is that in yeah. American distance? Yeah, yeah. And no one can ever pinpoint it. But you know what? I figured it out at work because you have to stand two meters away from people, and that's six feet. Yep. Uh, it's and three feet is a yard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's basically it's a couple inches. I believe. See, it's a now we're getting into lower. this bullshit that's infuriated me my whole life. Yeah, but it's the truth though. I don't it's, care it's, about a couple inches. It's very close. It's, it's a very a close yard. measurement. Yeah. It's basically is what it is. Because yeah. anytime I'd be like, oh, so a yard, they'd be like, well, no, it's a yard. Yeah basically what it is uh but You're playing yeah. golf in canada basically at the ballparks i just remember again the country trying to go metric in the late 70s you know actually trying to make it it's just and it just was just a hair it just didn't work that was like literally that was like right-wing populism so like you're not going to change our if way we change the metric system our cans wouldn't say like seven ounces well if you look at it now they i think they have both on there pretty yeah. much all it's milliliters and stuff and so i mean i think they're both on there so i i, I just I think it's I like 7.75 milliliters or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not like smooth they're not too, sort of yeah. equation, you know. It, there's no, the translation is yeah. like, all you rely on is someone saying this is this. There's no way to add it together and figure out like, well, logically, yeah. this must be that. Like a meter and a foot is easy because it's yeah. like, this. it's the same thing. Yeah. A meter and a yard. Like you could... They're like, oh, what's a meter? It's they a yard. They technically are not, but they're very close. Right. They're three inches off. But when you say like, yeah. so if I have one ounce, what's that conversion of milliliter? It's just like, well, yeah, there's that, no conversion. Yeah. It just is this. Well, it's also, it's it's tan, because obviously I think it's, I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but yeah, a centimeter is one distance, and then there's a millimeter, which is one-tenth of a centimeter, and then there's the, I think, 10 centimeters is a, is a certain measurement, too. <laughs> You know, so it's yeah, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't roll off. Then the in tongue, England, you know? they got stones for weight, for weight, absolutely, which is fourteen pounds or seven pounds or something like that. Yeah, I think it's twelve. I believe it's something tw- like that. I think like if you lost if you lose one stone, it's twelve pounds. 
you know, or if boxers fight, it's like, and the 13 stone. But you, you know, know, it's confusing. They is it Australian or British? I don't know. But also in England, they he use. He starts to weep here. Oh, I think. Pie in the face. Give him a pie in the face. See, there you go. You're going to get your baseball pranks. We're about to go put something in his ass. We're going to put him. We're going to give him a swirl. You're going to flush the toilet. You know, there you go. They're going to go put the small end of a bat where the sun don't he, he shine. Was, uh, Jim Leland was a good baseball guy, though. You know, you know, Leland is the Bill Parcells of baseball. Look at the future world champion Reds. We have to now turn this off. Well, getting, this is just the division. No, but we're getting to a point that we have to. Well, we're cruising to the He started end too, the All-Star so. game. Look at him. What a fucking douche. He looks like a pro wrestler. Is that Rob Dibble? No, it's Jack Armstrong. He blew his arm. Eric, yeah. They got, is Ron Gant on this team? No, no, no. This is this is the nasty boys. Jose Rijo was a starting pitcher that was an excellent Who pitcher. Who was their hot-hitting Roberto? Uh, well, they had Chris Sabo. They had Eric Davis. Paul O'Neill. Young Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. Hal Morris. They had a good baseball team. Louis Pinella. Uh, was the manager, yes. I, I mean, and they had a great bullpen with Dibble, Myers, and Norm Charlton. And they had good starting pitching. Jose Rijo was an excellent. And they, and they still had Tom Browning, who was a good enough pick. This was the year I got my heart ripped out by Jen Westfall. This is this is when I when I look back on certain women that I that were Jeff a, Reardon. That looks like the guy your your mom starts dating, where you're like, this is the guy. <laughs> Tony Pena. But he played for Pittsburgh. Tony Pena is one of those guys where he's a good catcher. Where like I my family, he's been playing baseball for 15 years. Why can't he learn English? <laughs> You know, shit, it's because he just goes back to his home for five minutes. You'd you think know. that after you just would not. I can't understand him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he won the batting title in 90. He won it in 76, 80, and 90. Willie McGee, loudest pop in a stadium I ever heard in my fucking life, was in 1999. I saw the Cardinals play the Rockies, and that was when Willie McGee was on his, like, farewell tour yep. with the Cardinals. Yep. And he came up to pinch hit. And I'm telling you, he rocked Old Bush Stadium. The seats were shaking when his fucking wow. when he walked up. Yeah. They were so excited for fucking Willie McGee because he he was a key player to the '82 team that won the World Series and beat the Brewers. That was actually a very good World Series. That was a good World Series. Well, I think I even remember watching a special that that's a look back that no one really thinks about it because they didn't have a big power hitter on either of those teams. Uh, who the uh, the Cardinals? Oh yeah, oh, like not, their not best at all. their best player hit one home run that year. Well, yeah, I mean, they had, I think they had like eighty home runs as a team, you know. But wasn't Yount a power hitter? Oh, oh, the Brewers had two hundred and sixteen home runs in nineteen eighty two. That was the third most ever to that point. They had four, three guys with thirty home runs or more, and Yount had twenty nine. So sh- they had six guys who had twenty home runs or so more. So the Brewers were like the favorite. I they they were, but but frankly, the the pitching. I like a good series that could go either way. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. They should have won it, but the uh, the Cardinals, the Cardinals had good pitching and were just a very fundamentally sound baseball team. Just a very fundamentally like they were what the Cardinals are. They didn't fuck up. They didn't make mistakes. Typically, sometimes they would, but I mean, but they were they made made enough good plays. They had good speed and their pitching was ALCS good. and their baby. defense ninety the, ALCS. The Cardinals defense was great. Here we go. Of Ozzie Smith. Yeah. I remember watching these games. And Boston. 
Uh, Stewart always be Clemens. Stewart always show, be like, him. I'm still your bitch. I mean, because that's what a number one Stewart was. Like he was a true number one. He was an ace. Look at the man. fuck. You were probably so happy to put the Red Sox oh, away. I, I, oh, yeah. I remember. Who'd you beat in '88? The Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in college, and this is when I was just getting. I had fa- I had one failed exam in college. I'd failed an exam, and I got an, I ended up getting an A in the class because it kicked my ass. I was like, that's never going to happen again. They said I failed. Tony. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was. It didn't was, they win four straight? Well, they won three straight divisions. And no, then, back in the day, didn't they win four they straight? Won three in 72, 73, and 74. Only two franchises in baseball history have won three straight World Series. It's the Yankees. Were you, and, and do you A's. remember those? No, I don't. I was too young. I don't remember. My brother does. I don't. I remember the late, late 70s. Here's Paul O'Neill. Yeah. You think the A's beat the Pirates? Yeah. The A's should have. They should have dusted the Reds. Do you really not want to watch the World Series? I really don't want to okay. watch it. I don't I don't want to watch it because it's just the A's were a better baseball team. They just were a better fucking baseball team. And but it's a seven game series and you know it's short the A's had hubris, but game two of that World Series, that was the tough series. That was the tough series. Just to sail away on this this uh, where were you when this happened? What this commercial? No. World Toolmaker Stacker of Wheat Player with the 1983 All Star Game at Comiskey Park. At Comiskey. I was in North Carolina. Home of Lakeshore Drive and the Loop, the Wrigley Building and Wrigley Field. You know, Soldier Field and the Lake itself. It's got a charm. The world's great promenade. Look at old Soldier Field. Yeah. You can see the different color stands. Yeah. Signature of John Hancock added to the skyline. And on the south side, a 600-square-foot lot at 35th and Shields Look Avenue. Look at that stadium. Yeah, it's a nice little ballpark. He gambled away his future in 1919, <laughs> literally. And when, and when they're doing the excavation for New Comiskey, it, they find two. It's a mob dumping ground. It took them 11 years to come back to NBC's fruition. All-Star Anniversary Scrapbook begins appropriately enough. With the Bambino, Babe Ruth hit the first All-Star home He just broke that little kid. He just pinched that little kid's nip. Uh, the first Negro League All-Star game was in Comiskey, yep. too. Uh-huh. That, uh, in the, the 30s, that, yeah, that was a big part of uh, the book I'm reading about the Cubs. Well, well, it was. I mean, the White Sox were Rube more Foster. progressive. They were more progressive. The Cubs were old school. Yeah. And they, well, they were that was what was different about uh, Wrigley, was he actually went down to the south side and, like, would watch Rube Foster and the Giants play. Oh, like the he Chicago actually Giants. was the first yeah. owner to embrace, like go to the because they had the city series. Whatever, if a Chicago team didn't make win the division, like if they were both out of the playoffs, which yeah. is frequent back yeah. then. Yeah, well, actually not. Uh, they would have what was called the city series. It was a best of nine series during the World Series. What an interesting. You know, it's also like Chicago saying. We're relevant, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a some weight here. We're gonna do. Our it wasn't own even thing. on TV. It was just like, yeah, yeah. They should do that thing. now. Have a best of three or something, you know? Yeah, like just, I like best of nine, you know. <laughs> God, it's just this music. I remember this. This is like, ooh, this is like, ooh, fast in high baseball, up, dude. This is there. You go, get ready for the, the game. Coming to America, shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
this is my son. I know. These are all the players I remember. All the players I remember. I love how they threw a little skateboarder in there. It's crazy. This is like the beginning to a Howie Mandel special. Yeah. I remember watching Wasn't the first one in Comiskey Park? The first Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Game? That's they talked about. Yeah. The, 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 in the beginning. Yeah, because I think uh, Ruth had a home run, maybe. My yeah. grandpa was there. My grandpa saw it. How old was he? What year was it? 33. 33. He was, years he was born in 24, so he was 11 or 12. Wow. Or wait, no, wow. nine. Yeah. I'm dumb. 23? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because he was born in 1924. God, look at the Robert Taylor homes are still there. Growing up in the bleachers and the polo grounds in New York, and I cried when Carl Hubble lost the ball game. Carl Hubble. Did you dare dream of becoming a ball player? Joe Garagiola. This was a good team. They were a good team. I like Garagiola. He had enough of a personality. He's an Italian kid from St. Louis. They were sharing a microphone. Absolutely. You're not going to get your own microphone with me around. I, I was at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, with a good family friend and my father. And I was 14 years old, and we went to the ocean for a week. That was great, man. God, that was a good time. Going to the ocean for Did you a week. Listen, was this on TV? It was on TV. We were watching it. You know, I met my dad was at a bar. He was getting loaded, you know. And then, like, you know, my, I was 14. My buddy was 15. And we were we were just going to the ocean. Was your brother fucking with you? No, my brother wasn't around at that time. He had gotten into college. It was, it was his first year of college. Where did just, he go? He went to Madison. You know, so he... Uh, to this day, I've never spoken to a colored person. <laughs> it makes me weird. They, their sweat smells different. God. Look at young Costas. Look at him, dude. Being groomed. I, on the other hand, am attracted to colored ladies. Uh, I'm a different breed. I'll stick it in anything. He was, he was, I mean, he's like 29 here or something. Just in the you best. Know? I'm laying him down, Crocious. What if he's just talking to you? Oh, I'm young. I just put two or three on a girl last night. Like he just throwing out all the, what? Here we go. Yep. For some vintage film of the Sultan of Swat. This is the era where you still had to talk like this to do sports. <laughs> Bob Costas. Yeah, it, it was because uh, the American League won this. Oh. Number of them. Uh. Something like uh, hitting a home run. Joe McCarthy's a Jew. When I called the shots. If he hadn't been with me, well, I'd have been just too bad. I can't go on forever. Somebody's got to take my shoes. And take my place. But you can bet your sweet life. But I won't play until I drop. But I'll and the tumor is just thumping. Ready He's making fun. jokes, man, and shit. I mean, he, I, I love their spring training back then. I won't go until I drop. He was in, like, movies and shit. <laughs> I love how he's just like, I'm going to play until I drop. <laughs> oh, I got a little frog in the throat there, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Look at, I mean, the whole. It looks no, like 1983. Yeah, absolutely. That is the filter man. of 1983, absolutely, right there. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, it was 83. It was trying to become what the 80s became, but it's still had enough of the 70s. In it. It's a different time in 1983. Michael Jackson is not in a group with his brothers. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, when. when 
Thriller comes out, and then '84 and Reagan's re-election. That's when it was like in hyperdrive. Like the '80s became the world the 80s. is still reeling from Eddie Murphy leaving Saturday Night Top Live. Top vote getters: Gary Carter and Robin Yount. Yount was great. Dude, Yount's both of those look like two dads who just are not having it. <laughs> You're gonna be in by the time it's dark. <laughs> Mario Soto. Yeah, I remember him. Dave Steve. Uh, the Steve American was like the king of the fucking eighties. Yeah, then, huh? the, the why well, he was he had had hundred and seventy wins, probably hundred. But he again he had a wicked. He just had a wicked slider, but he ruined his elbow. So again, they um, oh, let's make a point about that man. Sure. about uh, Steve and yeah, they were good. Look at Don Sutton. Yeah, the, the Brewers were. This was the last year they were competitive. I remember seventy seventy. I made my dad who's not here furious one day. Because I said Don Sutton sucked. Oh, Don Sutton was a, was a totally good pitcher. <laughs> he reacted like that, but he's a completely so good angry. pitcher. <laughs> I was like, because he was just like he was good, but my dad would always say shit like that, and I was just like, he sucked, because he was just that he was an announcer for the Braves, and I always fucking hated him. Yeah, I always hated him. Yeah, and he was just like he was a good p- pitcher, and I was just like he fucking sucked. Yeah, and I remember my dad was just like he was great. He, you don't ever. Everything I say is wrong. Oh, oh, he got pissed. At yeah. You. Well, because you have to. I mean, <laughs> he was. He didn't ever. He didn't have a great year. He never won a Cy Young. I don't think he ever won twenty games in a season. But he's got like three hundred winner yeah. and three hundred strikeouts for like fifty years. And, and he won fifteen games every fucking year. You know, for like tw- seventeen years or something. Or you know. Now Johnny Bench, I know from my dad's emphatic replies. Yeah. Johnny Bench, and I'll do this in his drunk. See, this is when the American League wins for the first time since 71. I'll do this in my dad's drunk tone. Johnny Bench was a phenomenal ball player. <laughs> phenomenal ball player. All right, you want to ease out? No, yeah, 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 I'm just, okay, I'm just looking. Yeah. You should, though. Yeah, but here, let's watch a little more. So here are some American League answers. You can look. Look, I don't give a fuck. I uh, Harvey Keen. This is the Harvey Keen managed the Brewers, and he he had a peg leg because he had diabetes. My brother used to yell peg leg. Come on, peg leg. <laughs> Call him peg leg when he was eighteen. Like my brother used to love. His idea of a great time was to go to the visiting and cheer loudly for your team. You know. He loved just needling people like that. He loved getting a rise out of people, you know? Perhaps the greatest old-timers game ever. More than 80 all-time greats. It was like an animated collection. It was like an animated line. I love the old-timey fucking radio voice. I'm going to own this fucking station in 20 years. You could tell he's like... Oh, they—he's on the field. They yeah. weren't even—they didn't even let Bob in the booth at this point. Yeah, but, but you could tell he was an underling. You, but you could tell he was like a—he was being groomed. You know what I mean? He's being groomed. Yeah. You know, he'd give you historical context. That was always his thing. He'd give you like like a good forty-five second break. My name's Bob Costas, and I hate sports. You know, <laughs> that's, oh, that's my knuckles. That was a good one. Yeah, I know. They're, they're a little sore from golfing yesterday. Listen to this, the music. You could tell this was what they didn't get original music. They didn't like hire people. This yeah. is like stock off a of fucking cassette tape. Yep. Good morning, yesterday. 
<laughs> Does this hype you up for a baseball yeah, game? It's like it's no wonder baseball sucks. <laughs> oh my god, you have the opportunity. The world is watching this game, the big 50th anniversary, and you got this. But this is the whimsical side of baseball. You know? Black people play until Do you remember the white race? (laughs) The color barrier shouldn't have been broken. Yeah, I mean putting up, you know. Usual. People like old men were getting misty eyed. The good times like when it was all white. Is that fucking old Bobby? Willie, Willie, it's Willie Mays. Willie Mays. There he is, right there. You know what's insane is Willie Mays probably Bob Clemente. Willie Mays was like old, just had retired in '83. Uh, no, no, he'd been '73 uh, was his last year. He'd been out of baseball for ten years, and, and by all accounts, he should have retired like five years before really? that. He he had no fucking money. Didn't he, he had play no from money. the forties until the seventies? Well, he or something played like from that. 50, 51 to seventy three. So, and if you stick in the seventy three World Series, he played against the A's. The A's beat the Mets that year. He had a play where a ball landed in front of him. He just couldn't get to it. He was like in his forties. He just couldn't run fast enough to get to it. So it was gone. But he he had a bad divorce in the sixties, and he didn't make a lot of money. I guess he's he's like, he's not that wealthy. Like. Like Barry Bonds, I think it supports him and stuff because it's like he's his godfather. godfather. Yeah, but but he uh, very much like Will, uh, William A's got the uh, those short are the A's, A's uniforms right yeah, there. Those are great boy. uniforms. Yeah, that 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 home run is legendary. He broke a seat. What? No, 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 no. It, it went out of the stadium. <laughs> it, it went out of. Didn't the stadium. he break a seat too? He might have done something. Reggie, I think Shad, look at that. You're fucking, you did not need to slide <laughs> like that. You Rose used to do that all the time. Peckerwood, motherfucker. I hate Pete Rose. He should oh, be in the Hall oh. of Fame, but I hate Pete Rose. By the way, by the way, Keith, How Keith, about it? Keith, another thing you've done, you've now gone up a notch in my book <laughs> by expressing your hatred for Pete Rose. <laughs> There's a particular type of kid when I was growing up. When I was growing up, if you were a Pete Rose fan, here's my brother. My, my brother. It's a crazy story. My brother. Yeah. My brother had a nemesis, a guy named Tuffy Kofeld, oh, whose old man. I think we've talked about Tuffy, whose old man was a cop. In the seventies, so figure. you know, I mean, and I guess it was one Real of these Jerry guys, Poppers type, like, like, like my buddy, uh, my you know, my my brother's best friend was Mark Lincoln, whose dad was a cop too, but he was kind of a jovial guy. Could have a drink, he'd bullshit with you, tell a joke. He's but he was he's a tough guy, but he was a good guy. Tuffy's father didn't say a word. He was just like arms folded, just dead silent, like a really high, strong, like tight, tight wounded guy. And Tuffy was a, a, a big sports fan, and he and my brother wrote at the same at the Journal Messenger. T- Tuffy's favorite teams. Tuffy's favorite teams, like favorite athletes. Pete Rose was one of them. Oh. Okay, he loved Al Davis and the Raiders oh. in, the, in the late seventies. With Al Davis, he was a heel fan. I, I mean, he was, and he also liked God. Who was the other guy? That it was like it was like the triad of just shitty guys you would not like. He was a big Raider fan. He was a big Yankee fan, of course, too. Of course, he was a Yankee fan. But Pete Rose was his favorite athlete, which is like, if you were a kid and Pete Rose was your favorite athlete, you were a dick. You were a Pete dick. Pete Rose just seemed like the kind of guy that was just like... Yeah, that, that guy, that's a great graphic. That always just seemed like, oh, what do you like, this kind of music? You girl, you sissy, you what, pansy, what, yeah. What, I, you don't like when people punch you in the nose randomly? You yeah. fucking pussy? What, you don't like when people kick you in the balls randomly? Well, welcome to the big leagues. This is baseball. We yeah. fucking, I'm yeah. going to stab you in the throat with a pen. Welcome to the big yep. leagues. Look at the skyline. Like, dude, go fuck yourself. I don't care yeah. if, like, if I was, I would have 
knocked Pete Rose out. Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. He was. Well, I guess Johnny Bench hated his guts. Like, did not like him because he was. He was, you know, Charlie Hustle. That that nickname that that you know Mickey Mantle gave him the nickname when he was a rookie as a dig. Like, who was this guy? Like the way he played the game. But but then he was a popular player. You couldn't argue with his success, and he was always hustling. He you know he wasn't a great athlete, but he was a hustler. Two hundred on his bat, spring training every year. Like, ugh. I I know. And he he was just he was also a fucking total gambling addict. I mean, let him in the Hall of Fame, but he still sucks. Uh, As a human being, he's a dick. Uh, Johnny Bench on the senior committee. He's one of the main voices of you don't let him in, like because also because he was a bad guy. You know what I think too is you I know? I bet if he was more uh, forgiving when they first caught, like I feel yeah, like or more contr- more contrition, yeah. or maybe because he was such an asshole his whole career, and then when he got caught, he was like, well, I've never uh, like he was so sympathetic, and it's like, dude, no, you've, you've been yeah. a loudmouth prick. Your whole fucking career, and then we caught you doing something, and now you're this. Oh well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, he he was well, no. Actually, initially he was chin jotting. He wasn't he wasn't sorry because he was because he's got that fucking and he defiant said, streak. Well, like, and he was like, like, like I never bet against us. Yeah, well, exactly. You know that, that's how he justified it. So, but I mean, and he he also hung out with like known like mob guys in Cincinnati, and would go to the horse track all the time. I mean, he was. He was, he was, you know, he was a mobbed up dude. Vin you know? is just not allowing Joe to talk. Yeah, Joe Garagio was a good announcer. I liked him. He died maybe eight years ago. You get the vibe that he's going to lean the mic over and Joe's just going to go, <laughs> can, can I go? <laughs> I can talk? Dave, Steve. What are they in front of? Uh, it's just a green screen. There's just a... Where the fuck? Yeah, the, 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 it's supposed to be like, oh, it's like a baseball stadium, but it's actually a green screen. We're here laying on the field. Because I'm sure in that old stadium, they couldn't get a good shot, probably. <laughs> a young Asian gene hunt. God, look at yeah, it, it, it was it was the park across the look street. Look at that, Gord. Yeah, they, well, and it's the parking lot, too, because yeah. uh, that old stadium, uh, the home plate is in the parking lot. Yep. They have exactly. the plate. Exactly. Yeah, where the old parking lot is is where the new stadium is now in that park, yeah. Yep. It was a it was just a, a graveyard for mob hits. God, I mean, I mean, I mean that that came out like in trials. I mean, there's just a bunch of skeletons down there when they were doing the excavation for the new stadium. Dude, they have was, a plan. You know, I'll have to pull it up one time. It's this proposed plan of before they built the new Comiskey, they were gonna build a park in that park, like that 35th Street Park or whatever. Yeah, they were gonna build this awesome park, like baseball stadium that would literally be inside the park. And like open to people. And then the outfield would be facing the South oh, Loop okay, Horizon. Okay. Like from home plate. If you were sitting behind home plate, you'd yeah. see the skyline. Yeah. Like out of, it was that they showed like this architect made designs. Yeah. But they couldn't get like it was all like they couldn't get approval from the park. Yeah. Or something like that. It had yeah. something to do with zoning or some bullshit. Uh, who knows, man? I, Glenn Mother Hubbard. Dale Murphy. Two-time MVP in 82 uniforms were garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're bad. Pasquale Perez. <laughs> Are these all stars all Braves? Yeah, well, with the Bra- I get it first. See, this is true. Leon Justice. Durham loved him. Wait, is he get booed? No, he's getting cheered. They cheered he's him. Getting cheered. Chicago. You know, this ain't a regular season, season game. game. We're gonna cheer for <laughs> Leon Durham was a good player. Lee Smith. This is first All Star game. Lee Smith was good. Lee Smith was a good pitcher. Johnny Bench. 
Look at how big Lee Smith was compared to Johnny Bench. Dude, that hairline just screams retirement. Yeah. He looked like a ball player until he took that hat <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Then he just looked like Chevy Dickie Chase. Thon. He was a good player and got beaned in the face and was never the same afterwards. He's one of those guys whose career was ruined. Well, yeah, his head's about as big as a baseball. Yeah, he, he, he was a, a good hitting shortstop. Pedro Guerrero. Uh, Is that Wilton and Vladimir's dad? No, no. Uh, Friend of Valenzuela. He brought Latino fans to L.A. Yep. Mexican fans. Dude, the Mexicans hate. Is that Larry Parrish? Steve Rogers. Good pitcher. Steve, yeah. I gotta try to guess these names. This is a memory game for me, okay? Oh, Jesse Orozco. He was look at him. He, remember him pitching like until 02. Remember he that? like yeah. Bill, Bill Matlock. I knew it. It's a good hitter. Oh, George Hendrick. Yeah, I remember George Hendrick. He yeah he played. Yeah, he was a good player. I love the powder blues. Give me a powder blue. Willie McGee. Look at his cockeyed look in his face. First All Star game. The San Diego Padres catcher Terry Kennedy. Kennedy. I remember I liked him. He's a good player. Dave well, get, oh, we gotta bring it over there. I want to get. He, he had cancer. And he had to take his arm off. Atlee Hammaker. He's a losing pitcher in this game. Fred Lynn hits a grand slam off him. Oh, I should have Look at the pins. Mind. What is he, a Vietnam vet? He's got the pins on his fucking hat. Gary Lavelle. God, I, he was a... Pfft. See, these are the guys who are like my era's like fucking... Joe Torre. <laughs> yeah, because he was their manager. Like those one-off guys I love. Yeah. yeah. Steve Kamaker. Lasorda. Tom. He wasn't Tommy. He gets booed. Because he's a fucking <laughs> yokel. Look at that guy in the Hawks jersey. Got my Steve Larmer. I only wear my Steve Larmer jersey. Let's go back. I, want to, I, didn't, I, I didn't see that. Let's watch the American League, then we'll wind it down. And from the San Francisco Giants, pitcher Atlee Hamaker. Is he Asian? I think so. Daryl Evans was a good AP play for the 84 uh, Tigers. Kerry Lavelle. And then I want to see the... Okay. Some guy named Joe Torrey. <laughs> Son of a bitch is going to be the luckiest manager ever. Don't. Can't believe he's still alive. It's amazing he's still alive. Where's it? Where's it? Where's Oh, I see it. There is. Yeah, the red one. Got the, it was the red. I was thinking it was the white. I got my Larmer jersey on. Yeah, that's right. I only wear my Steve Larmer jersey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear that, or maybe, maybe the Golden Jet. You know, I want to. No, my Tony Amante, or you know, this young Tony Amante kid. <laughs> he was way. After I think it was that. also uh, who was uh, Dennis Savard. Dennis Savard was yeah. a good player for '80s Hawks. Dennis Savard was a good player. You know. <laughs> Look at this dude. Holy Christ. This guy's not alive anymore. This guy's not alive. There's no way in hell. He is eating way too many hamburgers. Tony Garofalo. Hey right. There. Look at that. Drink. I'm sure she's getting soda. Oh, pop just hammered. I divorced my husband to come here. They should let a Chicagoan do these names. Dave Stieb. Dave Stieb. Oh, oh, that's what they did. Yeah, it was like this. 
they still do this. It's like a 15 minute thing. Yeah, I think they have the all the starters come out now for the next. I want to see the American League players. The starting second baseman was Frankie. Oh, Frisch oh, this is for 33. Oh, they're just saying this. Like, here's your history lesson. Steve Sachs. He did never liked him. Yeah, never liked Steve Sachs. He's one of those like, why are you good? N never. He, but he was he was a total like Dodger guy. The Cincinnati Reds. Chick Happy started in left field. He owned a plantation. Tim Raines. He was on the 98 Yankees that won like 157 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good, man. Early in his career. He's a good player. Wally Berger. Love those names. <laughs> Wally Berger died of scurvy. Uh, the, the Expos were good, man. The Expos had good talent back then. Where were we at time-wise? Uh, like two hours. Yeah. We can get we'll, we'll do the lineup. Yes, exactly. Al, Al Oliver. Dude, the him. Montreal Expos and yeah. the Braves are really representing here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the Expos were good. Well, I was going to say this was when it was true justice, not like in this fucking no trophy era where every team gets an all-star. Yeah. Like, no, some teams shouldn't have all-stars. Yeah, Dale Murphy started because he was a – I mean, he was – were the he was Braves a good player good in '83. Uh, they, yeah, they, well, they won their, they won the NL West in '82. They're coming off winning the division. Was that in because of Tory? Uh, Tory, but also Murphy won the MVP. So they, they had why, a good team. why was Tory this unknown guy? I, I never got it because he got he he managed the Mets in the '70s and got fired. He managed the Braves, I think, and got fired. Then he managed the Cardinals. It wasn't until he got to the Yankees where he was truly great. It was kind of weird. He bounced around, but he had some success. I, I don't get why. I mean, look at this. They had four starters. I mean, yeah, they were loaded, man. That, that that Montreal team was—they were always good teams back then. Look at every all of these guys were violently racist. I mean, they should be alive. They should be like in their eighties here, but no, they all died. Well, in their no, 50s. because there's colored people at the park, so they are not going to be there. <laughs> I remember. I'm old enough, Keith, to remember people who actually were that way. The color barrier—I don't cross it. You scab. Bill Hallahan. Yeah, Mario Soto. Uh, he had moments where he'd be unhittable. This was also in the era where pitchers could still kind of hit. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. He probably, he was a decent. John McGraw. He got. He fucking gave the Cubs Hack Wilson. Thank you, John McGraw. Hack Wilson's got a sad story. Yeah. He didn't, wasn't he just basically drunk and penniless? And he was just a fucking asshole oh, like he just would guy. start shit and yeah he was a drunk mess basically <sighs> had like five great years yeah uh joe mccarthy had a had a knack for finding old pacific coast league ball players like when he joined the cubs that was the knock on him is like he's the bush league manager like hmm. you guys hired a bush league manager for your manager but they didn't realize like, he got everything out of that young core and the year I'm in now is 19, uh, 20, 28 they're talking about. Yeah. And that lineup was supposed to rival Murderer's Row. Like, they called the 28 Cubs Murderer's Row. Like, throughout the yeah. season, yeah. the Cubs were the most popular team in baseball. They used to do spring training on Catalina Island, like, oh, outside yeah. of L.A., and they had this big ticker tape parade type shit. It was great. Ripken's first All-Star game. Look at him with hair. Yep. I, rem I remember him because I... Tippy Martinez. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, well, the Orioles won I the World Series this year, right? Oh, yeah, they do actually win the World. They beat they beat the Murray Murray. I feared Eddie Murray. He was a great hitter. Feared Eddie. Look Murray. at Yaz. God, it's his last fucking year. He looks like. Wow. Well, he's he's in his 40s He looks here. like he got Glasgow smiled with fucking age. <laughs> Bob Stanley. I remember him. He gave up the fucking hit to tie the World Series. Yeah, in 86. Yep, exactly. Bob Boone. I remember, yep, he's, he's Brett Boone's father. Yeah. He looked young there. Because he was. Doug, I remember Doug DeSensei's. You see, they're not showing him fast enough. I young Italian. Ron Kittle, rookie of the year. The only thing you guys got going for you. I mean, the, the White Sox won the division this year. It was a big year for White Sox baseball. They had the All-Star game, and yeah. then they won the division. They, they won over. They clinched with like three weeks left in the season. I mean, they dominated this year. Who was in the play? Oh, they got bounced by the Orioles. The, the, Ori- right? the Orioles were great. The Orioles were a great bit. Kittle was a rookie. He was rookie of the year that year. I bet you they have like Fisk might be an all-star too. Luzinski might be an all-star. One of their pitchers, Lamar Hoyt. I always forget Carlton Fisk played for them for like 11 years. Sutcliffe. Wasn't Fisk for like 11 years on the White Sox? He has more White Sox games than Red Sox games. Absolutely. Yep. Tigers were good. Tigers were a good team. Lopez, Senior Smoke. That was his thing. Senior Smoke. Willie Wilson. Uh, was Ricky an all-star this year? Ricky should be. Dan Quis- De- the deceased Dan Quisenberry. Bro, we're not even at the National League. Oh, no, we got to the yeah, National yeah, yeah, League. Yeah. Cecil Cooper. I love Cooper. those Brewer uniforms. He was a good, that was his, he was a wow. good hitter. He was a You're good not player. expecting that bald spot. Yeah. Ben Ogilvy. See, there's enough. There's enough like Milwaukee fans. See, this is why I like the All Star games back then because the All Star game was a representation. Gary Ward. The All Star game was a representation of the league. Like, yeah. There's a lot of Brewers. So you're like, okay, the Brewers are good. Yeah. Yep. The Braves are good. Third All Star game. My, my favorite athlete of all time. He was so good. Was he already talking in third person at that point? Uh. That didn't really happen. He got traded to the Yankees uh, in the offseason after 84, after the 84 season. The A's got five players for him. Were they garbage? Who, the A's? When they or? traded him. When they traded Ricky, were they really bad? Who was oh, the A's? When the A's. Yeah, they, they were just like, they had three straight years of being 74 and 88. And they just needed, they had, he was their best player. They needed to get some new life in the So, because you told me you were like, when you were a kid, late 70s, they were trash. Yes. And then... They when they got rid of Ricky is when they started rebuilding, right? Well, no, no. What happened? They was made the playoffs with Ricky in eighty and eighty one. They went to playoffs with, with Billy Ball. Billy Martin was their manager, and they burnt their arms with their starting pitchers. But they had a guy named Dwayne Murphy was a very good outfielder. But they had Ricky Henderson, and Tony Armas. They had a very good outfield, and they had enough hitting so that they won Look the division. Look at that fucking bad. That is a batting practice catcher. He almost yeah. got stuck in the in the crouch. Yeah, uh, uh, they. Uh, they uh they were good in eighty one and eighty two or eighty and eighty one, but Martin blew their arms off pitching wise. So in eighty two they were terrible. I remember being very disappointing. From eighty two until eighty six, when they got Larusa as the manager after Hawk had fired him in eighty six from the White Sox, they got him. 
they started to improve. Then in 87, they were 500. And their minor league, you know, you know what another thing they did? When they got new ownership, they had a, this guy, Sandy Alderson, was yeah. the GM. And he's like, he's the guy who owns the Mets. Yeah, he was very much a baseball guy, like a very smart, respected baseball mind. And they had some great drafts in like the early mid eighties. So, but they when, had, they drafted like eight or ten starting players. But for when them. they and traded were, Ricky, were you guys pissed, or was it a like, no, let him go win some time? Like he, he I remember needs- being kind of bummed out, but it was like I also knew that it was like they needed to get some players. Actually, they needed to get and they who they get. What they was got the- Jose Rio was a good pitcher. Then came back and yeah, beat them in ninety for for the Reds. They also had a guy Tim Burtzis, who was a decent enough pitcher. He'd win ten or twelve games a year. They also got Stan Javier, who was an outfielder on their '89 team that won the World Series. He was their fourth outfielder, and they also got uh, and they had Ricky Henderson back. Well, no, 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 no. They traded Henderson for these guys. No, but well, so Henderson wasn't on the exactly. Late they got him. They, they traded midseason in '89 when they traded for for Ricky Henderson in '89. I was hyperventilating. I was so excited <laughs> because I mean, they were, well, and he was peak. Well, well no, no, because no, he, 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 he was, was old, sick of New York, so he was kind of tanking. It you there. mean Jew York? And, and it, it was, it was what bat- if he was like this? <laughs> he was batting two forty seven, and, and they thought, they thought he was done. So they traded uh, 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 Luis Polonia, Eric Plunk, and Greg Cattery for him. And then in eighty nine, he was like, was "You got to get him out of New York." Ricky's getting into conspiracy yeah, theories, but he was great for the A's when he came back. He was great. And then he played for he the A's. He won the MVP in 90. Until 93, right? But yeah, until like, like 93. Because then he went to the Blue no, no, Jays. No, they traded him to the Blue Jays uh, in the 93 season. For who? Uh, for Steve Carse. He was a pitcher for the... And then there was an outfielder, Jose Herrera. Jose Herrera never developed. I always hate that in baseball. You know, when you... Hold on. Ted Simmons. Look, eighth time in the All-Star. He's making the... Baseball Hall of Fame is eighth time as you know as an All Star. He was a good player. That guy sleeps in that catcher's who equipment. Would who would it be? Fred Lynn. Is it Fred Lynn? Dave Winfield. He signed a massive contract. He made a like a million dollar a year contract, which was like. Manny Trio. Well, he played in the ninety. God, he played on the on the ninety of uh, Phillies. That was back when Wahoo was extra racist. Lefty Gomez, who's starting. It's Dave Steve. Dave Steve. Yeah, it's Dave Steve. Dave Steib. He was show their stats. <laughs> show some of their stats too. You know what I mean? Like just, I like these. Uh, those they went back to those Blue Jay uniforms, except for their smaller off the. Harvey Keene, fucking Connie Mack. Harvey Keene is the manager. Harvey Keen. Look at his face. Look at that wad of fucking chew in his mouth. I mean, he died shortly thereafter. I mean, he died in the eighties. Yeah, well, with the amount of chew in his mouth, that fucking. He, he's a Wisconsin baseball legend. Have, he actually played for the the the. Band by the seventh the inning stretch, that was a tumor. Yeah, it just metastasized around. I can remember my dad giving me Redman one time on the farm. Representing the National League, a man who played 19 years right here in Chicago. Ernie Banks. Yep. What a sad. Poor Ernie. 
looking all like, those guys didn't make enough money. They made like thirty grand a year Ernie at the Banks end of their career. Out there looking like Ronnie fucking woo woo. Yeah, absolutely. He's wearing his uniform from the fifties. He pulled that out of his closet. Poor Ernie. He is hating himself right now. No, I mean, he's, I don't know. He's getting a, a, yeah. round, a standing ovation. Only Cub to ever have his number retired, huh? Man, they just fired him off after him, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, that used to be like, now Fergie, it doesn't mean anything now. Fergie and Greg Maddox are retired. Him, I, they haven't fucked with Sosa's jersey at all. Uh, I think well, Gracie is up there Grace in the rafters. In there. God. Mark Grace. Uh, and then you got, like, I think, Rich Wilkins, well, for catcher Wilkie. Well, and then do you know what's sad is a lot of the great Cubs were back played when you didn't have numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah crazy. Like, like, like three finger brown and shit. Mordecai, three finger brown. Yeah. He is he's a crazy screwball. Hack they all Wilson. had nicknames. I, I had a joke about that. That was a funny joke. I thought for an old baseball joke. It's like what what number was Hack Wilson? He was a Dago. Shortstop. <laughs> All right. All right. You want to ease yep. it out here? Yep. We should ease it out. All right. Good times. Well, that good was show. The, that was the baseball episode. It was. We're All right. About ba- See you next week, guys. <laughs>